Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude! Hey, screeners, how you doing? Myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. My God, it feels cathartic where past 100 episodes, it's me too, Nico Luro. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. It's, um, I don't even know how to explain this episode apart from like, wow, we're, we're past 100. Thank you to everyone who tuned in visually. Um, got some nice feedback from that. Even the other day, someone was like, yeah, gosh, I saw you guys on Facebook. I was like, yeah, we're there. And then others are like, is this a permanent thing? I said, well, just keep watching and keep listening. You never know. The silver screen dudes are always... Got some plans up their sleeves for you guys to keep you going. So the question watch this is, space. you guys want it to be a permanent thing? This is it. This is it. Some people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Others are like, I would have watched more, but it wasn't my era. I was like, well, this is what edutainment's about. So, yeah. you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But it was absolutely, it was, a, it was a, a big fun one. And, you know, 100 episodes gives you this kind of very reflective moment there, I it say. Really like, wow. Yeah does and we're going from being reflective this week to being completely fucking self-indulgent <laughs> honestly that there is no other way of putting it actually it, it really is i mean it came to us and it was like how do we celebrate the landmark and we're like well do we do top 10 top 10s we're like what <laughs> I, remember was like, I remember saying it and you're like what do you mean i'm like well all of our top 10s are top 10s and that's been like, your favorite <laughs> like that, that makes sense. And then we're like, well, we're at 99 episodes. So we'll do the 100 episodes and then we'll look back on our top yeah. 10, top 10. Yes, it's indulgent and we apologize. But it was... It's, it's completely indulgent. It's indulgent. But then do you know what? It's also a moment that gives us a chance to plan for other shows and watch some more films to balance it without having to be like, got to get it in, got to get it in. There's also the point of, if you look at many, many TV series, you always get those episodes that are just the cast in the room and they said, do you remember when we... And then it was, flashback to that. Remember when we... Flashback to that. Well, why can't the silver screen do so it too? And it's... I'm not going to lie. I haven't gone back and listened to every single episode we've ever done. That's a hell to... To quote you, a hell to the Nizzo. But, you know, just scrolling back through... Shameless plug. Be it on iOS, Spotify, or any Android device, because it's uh, moving that much more podcast is available anywhere on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe now. But wherever I was looking, there was a few that really jumped out. I was like, now that shit was fun. I remember. You know They've all been fun, but there's yeah. a few that have really jumped out. 
do you know what you you look back and it's really funny because you sometimes you hear a title like well i'm up for a challenge and then you finish the episode and this is you know revealing behind the curtain guys we stop recording and we go that was a good one (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you, uh, you just get those moments where you just really just take it all in and that's that's what it is you just look back at those and a lot of it as well i see this as a chance of thank you to you guys because some of them wouldn't have happened without you guys i mean none of them do well they would happen just wouldn't be us being as proud and happy of where we got to we'd be like yeah, we'll get there soon we still feel we're getting there soon but yeah. th- there are some of them that you guys actually selected the topic you guys chose it you guys interacted like i like this but what about this if you guys brought this in we're like hey love it and they happened and i believe there were two things that built silver screen dudes dare i say it yeah you and me. <laughs> <laughs> now that is self-indulgent now that is self-indulgent <laughs> no one was the point where we were like no these debates that we have that we were cutting yeah is the natural bit that people like but it was also that interaction from you guys, the listeners, the screeners, as it were, the viewers, the listeners, whichever way you want to put yourself, where you guys came out and said, well, how about this? Because there was a time, and yes, sometimes we lean towards the film, other times we'll be honest, we've opened the block and we're like, okay, this is the right topic. But you guys gave us ways that we weren't just coming up with weird, self-indulgent topics, if it were, when there was no film to quote, we were like, uh, how about da-da-da? Okay, cool, you know. But you guys helped <laughs> us mould it into something of this is what the people want and we will listen and again we don't want to sound self-indulgent of oh we, we listen to you guys and we're better than you guys but it was like you helped mold it into where we're li- into this direction yes. and reading back on it that's what i realized i was like damn yeah this this is nice and you just feel this progression so thank you guys honestly for joining us on this journey and making it happen and again like yourself I haven't listened back. <laughs> I was just like, I remember this, and that was really enjoyable. That was exciting. It opened my eyes. Like there were different elements behind why they came up, and that was it. Um, I don't know about you. I didn't have a worse. I just felt like no, fuck no. We <laughs> don't do worse. Worse. The <laughs> only spin I potentially had to put on worse was the one, and this would have been purely a sort of you know passing the baton of love to you. Would have been like, well. This topic, I can objectively say AJ's list was way better than mine. Therefore, <laughs> I believe I delivered was worse. That was the only way I was thinking of going oh, about it. But. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I won't even mention the potential worse because the other ones that hit me was, it was like yourself, it was that, or the other side was, oh my oh, God. Yeah. Like, it, just, it just hurt, like some of the stuff that we went through. But all of them have, everything that you think would hurt, Mm. has been really pleasurable at the end like you you hear the topic and you're like you spun me on that so yeah it was there was no worth out there for me there really wasn't no, been no they've fun. all been fun i mean i what i've tried to do and this actually happened organically i didn't sort of go into my this top 10 list thinking okay i've got to tick these boxes i was like ah fuck it i'm just gonna go scroll through and be like oh okay let's let's pick what jumps but ironically what what has been really nice is that I've kind of got a bit of everything. I've got some fan selections. I've got some which have massively edutained me. I've got some which are like perfect reflections of what you and me talk about. I've got one collaboration, which we, because we've done a few collaborations now, but I've got one collaboration in there. I mean, it's, it's, I've got a profile episode in there. There's a really yeah. nice Billy Miller of stuff in my list. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're not too far off. Um, 
sorry, I'm on the wrong list now. I'm looking at the plans of what we're going to be doing. I'm like, why can't I see those? Yeah, here we are. <laughs> like, yeah, to be fair, I think I've been very sentimental, to be honest. I think there's one that was us. And yeah, two, I think there may have been us, actually. And the others are like sentimental, like thank you to you guys. And honestly, if I've chosen one fan selection over another, guys, it's because it's only 10. It doesn't mean you guys will give a worse pick. It was the challenge that it gave to me. Or, you know, the discovery that came. As you said, the entertainment in it all. And with that, it just became my list. Um, we may punt. <laughs> we, we may have completely different lists. We're talking 100 episodes. No, mate. With 100 episodes. And I imagine our experience for them has been very different. There is actually one that I think might be high for both of us. Just because of the banter that happened around this one. But we'll uh, see. I know the one you <laughs> But, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's where we're at. So... Yeah, um, we've rambled on for half an hour just to say thank you. That was literally, as I said that, it was 33 minutes and 33 seconds. I, I can't believe that. How are you reading <laughs> 33 minutes and 33 seconds? We're in 7 minutes and 46 seconds. Oh, so you're seeing it from the point of recording. I think we're seeing it from where we were talking. Yes. Record button. So, we're, okay, 7 minutes. So, yeah, I'll keep talking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Hello, guys. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So, for those of you who don't know that. But honestly, guys, um, thank you very much. You will see more from the Silver Screen Dudes, and I do mean see mm. in many capacities, um, whether it be wrestling, whether it be another topic that is coming. It's coming around the corner. You've heard do, it. Do, 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 do. That's your clue. Yeah. For some reason, I was going to do Sonic and I've got blank. And don't say it's because it's not as. I don't know what you're on about, mate, but anyway, I'm, you know what cool. I'm on about. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw it. You guys know what we're talking about. So there will be a bit of that. There will be a. The Silver Screen Dudes is growing. And it's because of you guys, and we thank you. And we're going we're gonna to do what we can. So that is our thank you. Nico, over to you for those tuning in for the first time. Yes, but I mean, just before that, as well as a thank you, I'd also like to put out a favor because the reason we've grown is because you guys have been so great at sharing. Um, I mean, we are listened to in over 38 countries now, which is pretty mental. Um, but yeah, there's been, been a bit of organic growth, which just goes hand in hand with what we're doing. But I also know that there's been a lot of sharing amongst you guys. So please, I say this every week, but if you do know any movie fans, if you've got friends who you talk to about movies when you go for uh, to, to the bar or the pub or when you go out eating or when you I don't know walking down the street and you talk movies and you think the other person with you hasn't heard of the movie Matt Rushmore podcast give them a gentle nudge in our direction they might really like this they might hate us I hope not but they might really <laughs> like us but how does the movie Matt Rushmore actually work AJ and I each go to sign the topic we go our separate ways and we come back onto Skype and we deliver to you the silver screen dudes our individual top tens Who's going first this week? You. Okay. This week, I will go first delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. And then when we get to our individual top fives, we will trade one apiece once we have both rounded up our individual top. Whoa. No, 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 no. If at any time while we are rounding off our individual top tens, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded up our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies topics of the genre, which this week is 
top 10, top 10, as per the silver screen news. So, um, bit of a spoiler. I don't know if we can actually go to movie polls for you on this one, because I don't know. <laughs> I just thought of that. What we might do, um, we might have another topic that we... Do you know what? We might even just take, like, one of our old... Let's be gits. Let's go back to, like, episode one. Iconic movies of a 90s kid. Like, just go right there. We'll see. We'll see. We haven't forgotten you guys either. But, yeah, we're, we're... this is self-indulgent. And it's a thank you and it's a flashback. And possibly edutainment. This is giving our newer listeners a chance to be like, check that episode out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is the one. Okay, guys. Let's My number 10. Over to you, Nico. My number 10 is a fan selection episode, and it's one which introduced me to a load of movies which, by choice, I would never in a million years have gone to. Not because I I'm think not a we're fan, going down the same place. but simply because I'm like, well, it's a bit on the, on the edgy side for me. My number 10 is goriest movies. Okay, my number nine. My number nine. This was surprisingly <laughs> good! It was fun. It was weird. It opened, again, what you've got to remember, guys, when it comes to me, I don't do horror. So when it was gore, I was oh my god, this is the deeper side. And it's not because I'm scared of horror. It's because it doesn't do what horror's meant to do to me. And I was like, oh god, this is going to be, this is going to be something. However, I was opened and like, let's be honest, I know I'm going to say the film and you're going to totally agree with me. Marta. Like, whoa. Marta, Cannibal Holocaust. Dare I say we were able to touch on Old Boy in it to a certain degree. But like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like there were so many films that you were like, actually not bad and uh, this is you know off the bat we're hitting off with the edutainment it was like we we thought we've seen it all <laughs> no oh, we no. haven't oh no 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 and to build on what aj's saying i am a big fan of horror like i will actively go and seek out horror it's one of my top three favorite genres of cinema because for me movies are all about you know escapism now i'm not now for me, escapism doesn't mean you necessarily have to go <laughs> to a good place. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, if a horror movie can really effectively scare the shit out of you. This is what you look for, in it? This is what you look for. And th there's very little in cinema which I think is more powerful than that. And, I mean, obviously, if you're reduced to... Be crying that's powerful if you're reduced to you know fist pumping in the air like freaking avengers endgame you know assemble it's like there are these are the moments you look for in cinema where it's like there's no other art form or medium or any form of entertainment that can give me you know those moments like cinema can and that's why i'm such a fan of horror because in order to scare someone you've really got to get under their skin you have to and, and that's why horror works for people as Kate exhibit A and B right here. You know, it works for people in so many different ways. You've got some demons. You've got some shit that you were, you know, scarred with as a child. You know, freaking spiders scared the fuck out of me, which is why homie is never watching arachnophobia. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. But gore has always been one where I'm like, now, see, now this isn't scary. Because now I can see it's like, this is it's what I call gore porn. It's like, oh, it's yeah. fucking yeah. violence for the sake of violence. But there have been some of... I maintain that our number one, and we only put it as number one because it is effectively the goriest film ever, which was Hannibal Holo Cannibal Holocaust. Um, there were some movies on this list that really made me go, yeah, made me uncomfortable as fuck. Itchy the Killer. I forgot about that one. That was another Itchy one. That the was Killer, Martyr. There was the one I had by um, Fede Alvarez, which was, I believe it was um, Book of Dead. Yeah. That was fucking hardcore, man. 
No, for sure, for sure. It was really refreshing to see movies which gore movies which didn't just go down the hostile route, which is like gore for the sake of gore, you know, gore porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After there was some shit had, behind. Yeah, yeah, a real story behind it, but gory as hell at the same time. So it was, it was interesting because people were like, "Are you ready for the gore?" and you just avoid it. Whereas this film had some depth, and you're like. And again, guys, there is a Marta UK, but there is Marta the French version. Well, I say UK. Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tapinarov cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama cream. The most common side effects of Vitama cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a writing job, sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at grammarly.com slash podcast. English speaking, sorry. There is an American English speaking Marta, but the French version. Uh, oh my days! Yes, yeah. cold watch. Yeah, it, it's, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. Cold watch. I actually, you remember? I couldn't finish it. I remember. I remember. I, I, there, was, there was a point where it was as she was going in the basement. I was like, no, I can't. I actually don't want to see what's down here. This is this <laughs> too much for me. So that, my friend, that is called effective fucking horror making yeah for sure for sure uh, yeah. okay your number nine my number nine my number nine i have a feeling this is going to be on your list too because yeah. can i just say something see do we just leave it as gore and just leave people to scr- actually yeah i was gonna say should we quote the episode but no go and find it and you might find another episode that you like at the same time so we're not gonna quote yeah, it i'm no. gonna go searching for it but no it's up to you to scroll i'm not gonna go see someone episode 19 like no <laughs> it's all there go and find it yeah uh, my number nine again was a fan selection, mm-hmm. uh, and opened my eyes up to not a genre I was unfamiliar with, but certainly brought my attention to a certain individual who is synonymous with this genre, and that's swashbuckling. Bro, we're, we're so like on par. It's amazing because that's my number eight. <laughs> there you go. Your ten and nine are my nine and eight. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I... Errol Flynn, man. <laughs> 
because you say it and all I'm picturing is just Robin Hood. I'm just seeing Robin Hood. You say Swashbuckler and it's like, you just see Errol Flynn. You just see him in the Robin Hood costume. And it, it was that. It was just this element of there are so many films, pirate movies, Robin Hood movies, Scarlet Pimpernels, all of these kind of, you know. Yeah, thank you. You know, the pump is just in like exuberance in this film, but it was in this category, but it was fun. It was honestly fun. It was, like, we've gone back, but this was a chance of going back and just seeing that, that, that debonair, that class. It's very kind of leather glove slapping yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. marquee of Queensbury rules bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I challenge you to a duel type. Not that we all, you, you, sir, you have film. insulted yeah. me. Slap, slap. It's like, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> it's really funny. I don't know if you've seen this um, video that's going around at the moment. It's semi-viral. They were like, when Boris Johnson nearly went um, roadman, and some guy talked about something, and it kind of alluded to him doing some bad stuff, but he had actually done some stuff during his time as mayor, and it's like, no, 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 take that back, old boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine something like that in your swashbuckler moment. It's like, ah, oh, no, 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 old boy, that, that's terribly wrong. But it, it, it works. It's, it was, eaten, yes. it's, yeah, it's, that, it's that gentleman gentleman debacle you know gentleman debacle with swords with a rapace yeah, yeah, it, it, it just has that element of this is how we shall settle it you know <laughs> no matter which way you look at it and errol flynn was the man for that he just owned it you can't honestly as you said mask of zorro man in the iron mask four musketeers three musketeers all of those stuff will come on later on in time but you think of it and you just look at the real birth of it and it's like Errol Flynn is the marquee, the flag. I was going to say, like, you picture Arnie in action. However, you guys have said John Wick. Um, said Keanu Reeves. Keanu. It's, it's just that way that you see Swashbuckler, you just see Errol Flynn. You and it was great fun. It was enormous fun. And that's what I thought was fun. Uh, you know, that opened my eyes up to it because, you know, I thought Swashbuckler, I was like, okay, Antonio Banderas and Johnny Depp. It's like, oh no, it's so much deeper than so that. Much more, so much more, so much more. And it was, oh, it was a world of fun. It was a world of fun. And, you know, you say Robin Hood, but it was the one that, um, it was the one that I found that you missed out on also with Errol Finn, which I maintain is the greatest pirate film ever. And that was Black Sails. It's <sighs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so damn good. Just so good. You watch it and it's like, well, Pirates of the Caribbean is very inspired <laughs> by this. Jesus. Black Sail. Do you know what? Because since that time, I have created a list of 2C. Let um, me just confirm it was called Black Sails because you saying it has actually, just hearing it come from another human being's mouth has now put doubt in my mind. Also, while we're on this topic and you're looking, I'm just going to fill out some time. I was talking about, what was it? Midway. Midway's now on Amazon Prime. So I was talking to my dad about that, um, just because we were talking more films and what was there, and he remembered the original Midway. And I saw Iron Mask, and I was like, oh, Man in the Iron Mask, they've got that as well. No, 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 my friend. It, it looks all crazy, but somewhat swashbuckling. With two people you wouldn't associate with swashbuckling. Do you know who this is? Go on. Jackie Chan and Arnold Schwarzenegger. The fuck? There's a film right now, and it's on Amazon Prime. I shit you not. Swashbuck, um, Iron Mark. It's called Iron Mark. It's got some kind of fantasy. It's got dragons and all sorts in it. But there is a film sounds like it was there. made for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, it could be insanely terrible, but I'm I'm down. I have to watch it. I just saw the trailer last night. And I was like, how did I not know this? I've <laughs> like, got the movie up. It's not Black Sails. I believe that was the name of his vessel. Okay. Um, again, Black Sail, Black Sail. Sail. Okay. <laughs> uh, but Captain Blood. That was oh one. Captain Blood yes 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 that was the one that I did yeah I'm God, gonna put that, that down again. God that was good. Yeah. No, 
that all, all, all good, all good with that. That was tops. That was, that was fun. It really was. And we encourage people that who, as much as we say, it has that pump for this. Oh, yes, sir. No, you are challenged. Honestly, there is some great fun to be had with that. Uh, there, there's a certain class to the war. Oh, they, yeah. And it's honestly, it's fun. It's fun. It's not that you're going to be taken in like you are, like through the destructions of Terminator or anything like that. No, or John Wick. But there is something else where you're like, this is fun. You're not going to be like, oh, this is ridiculous. You actually have fun watching it. Mm. Yeah. My number eight. This is the collaboration I've put on our li- on uh, my list, and that is our collaboration with a Big Picture Film Club. And it's a pun. It's a pun. Okay. Yeah, it's a pun. It's a lot of puns. I just said the ten name top ten directorial <laughs> debuts, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that it. Okay, your number ten, sir. Okay, I don't know if this one is going to be a pun, and this is Jesus. Uh, our list is similar. While being indulgent, this is going to be indulgent. It was the ones that we just recorded, the 100 episodes. Like, I didn't want to put it too high, I, but it was like, we started off on YouTube, guys. We done Part it. one or part two? <laughs> no, it's episode 100. Don't even try that. <laughs> Don't even try that. But it was, I'll tell you why it touched, because yes, it was a landmark. Two, we had that chance of being on screen. And I'm not a screen freak that it's like that. Like, no, it's not spotlight on me kind of thing. But more than anything, what really touched me with this interaction the feedback because some people are like, oh i missed the podcast i'll check it out this one like they got the alert we're live it was there and people are messaging people come back to us after like i watched this like you know i had family members friends who didn't actually partake through messaging through socials but instantly phoned like i remember coming off of airplane mode off the recording i'm like awesome i loved it and that was another half an hour conversation i'm like Love the convo. Bit talked out at the moment, but love the convo. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit. It was, it was, it was just awesome. And I, but the thing is, as talked out as I was, I was, you know, you're listening. Don't, I'm joking when I say that. I, you had that, and it was just that buzz. And there was a certain buzz that came with those 100 episodes. And I swear to you, especially episode part one of the 100 episodes, I was shitting myself because it was all the dynamics <laughs> of what could go wrong. It was that element of. Where Anya, August, Zany have all caught me going on on lives. I then went for another YouTube channel that I had, and I've got my aunt saying, "You're on live. What are you doing?" And I'm like, "This is not meant to happen. I just want to make sure this goes right. We're going live. Like we've never done live before. Like all the elements, and it just came together in such a way that we went on for two and a half, and people stuck with us throughout that. And for that, guys, like thank you. It was just that chance of knowing people actually want to hear what we're talking about like because again and like, i keep saying this and like backtracking you don't want to sound like just oh we're just doing it for the fun of us like you guys actually appreciate it and that appreciation was really reflected in that and that's why it was my number 10 so then nine and, can yeah. i ask you if you had to pick between them and I'm, I'm not holding you to this which of those two eras did you prefer oh. 30 to 49 or uh, uh, 50 to 69 so can i be honest I would say I preferred part two. Me too. In terms of that. But I learned so much in part one that I'm indebted to. And that's yep. why it feels so hard to say it. There was just something in the films that I was more familiar with, whereas the other one was a great learning tree, which was awesome by mm. all means. Like, I, I couldn't take anything away from that. And I would go back. It told me I want to go back and see more films from that era. But there were so many films that I was able to tick off and really assess and be like, you keep talking about this and it's awesome. Or you keep talking about this and huh? Like it was all of those. Whereas like I, there are others on the other one. Like when it came to the worst, you couldn't find a worst for part one. I had to, you know, 
it was it was by default that a film had to become worse. On the other one, I went searching for worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it was just those elements. So, no, I, I'm I'm also indebted to part one. I mean, I, I do maintain the thing that I found fascinating in part one was some of the pre-code stuff, like you know, thirty Scarface yeah. coming out in 1932. I thought it was fascinating to see cinema in an era where they hadn't had any uh, censorship rules written yet. That was interesting. And then conversely, when you could, you could clearly tell when the censorship walls came in because it all went then super squeaky. <laughs> like, yeah. Super yeah. squeaky clean. It was like five minutes. You could tell cinema hadn't quite learned how to be cinema yet. It was fascinating. Do you know what's quite funny when you think of it in that way? It's like a child, actually, because you've got the silent era, which is the, the newborn baby. Then the talkies come out. It's like they've just started to learn to walk. So just let them run free. Let them run free. Then they're at that point where it's like, stop. Stop. You could just feel the censorship and the glamorization that came over. It was the most squeaky clean Hollywood has ever been. Oh. And like, you know, then I think us being like, call it 70s up to what we were, you know, 90s and whatnot. That was a teen year. This is your 17, your 18s and your 20s, like learning your footing. It's yep. really weird how you can find it. But yeah, you're and, right. Yeah. And on a more personal note, the fact that there was two movies in particular that really stuck with me. Like there's a movie that they, that, um, Emma Stone quotes in La La Land when she's like, yeah, my gran and I she used to show me all these great movies at Oklahoma and Bringing Up Baby. And I was like, I've seen Bringing Up Baby! Yeah! <laughs> you know, now I know why you went to look for it. But yeah, yeah no, of course. It, yeah, it is those bits. It then, is those. And the one that I stumbled across completely by accident, and actually the only reason I watched it in the end was because it, time was against me. And I was looking at the length of the... Because there was a number of movies I wanted to see. Obviously, I didn't have a chance to see everything. And there was like three or four. I was like, I'm only going to have time to see one of these. Which is the shortest? It literally came down to that. And that eventually became my number one. And that was all quiet on the Western Front. Bro, it's so like I really with... missed it. And it was like, oh, I, I am so fucking happy I got to see that film. You know, what a wonderful life. Gone with the wind. Um... Do you know, it's weird, because for all that I knew of Audrey Hepburn, and I've seen her here and there, right? Catherine, breakfast. No, Audrey. Audrey, Audrey, sorry. Breakfast oh. at Tiffany's, you know? And I'm like, but no, let's go back to number one. She was Roman Holiday. I'd never even heard of Roman Holiday, and I had so, so much fun good. with that. Then there's Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I was like, yeah. But then How to Steal a Million. I'm like, my God, this was like... E I, the, the ones that people re revere, I was like, yeah. And then the other yeah. people were like, oh, it was weird, but you get to make your own judgments, and yeah. No, so those those were really fun, and they're just a way to just take on some dynamics. And then we got, you know, like Yusuf was like, "Guys, where's M?" And I'm like, "Shit, I got him on Sunday night in uni." Oh, and it just makes you want to go right back Shams. into into the into the classics and the old school. So there was a lot in those hundred episodes that made us go old school, learn some, and the interaction. It was entertaining all round. It was, it was, you know, from a fan perspective and from the research we had to do. Honestly, loved it. So nine and eight. I'm gonna say it over to you. Yeah, nine was glorious. Eight was swashbucklers. My seven. Three things are sure in life: death, taxes, and AJ talking about comic book movies. I've always given you shit for that, but let's be very fucking real. I love a comic book movie too, and I think you would actually argue that when it comes to not so much the movies, but the purest comic, comic book stuff, yeah. I'm maybe even a bit deeper than you are. <laughs> By all means, this is the, this is the mad bit. This is the mad bit, guys. It, it is really that point. Like, let's just talk Venom, and I'll be like, oh, but there's no Spider-Man. You're like, it's Agent Venom. You don't have to worry about that. And I'm like, what do you mean, <laughs> Agent Venom? <laughs> like, 
it, 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 it's that uh, real. Actually, as I'm going to do this storyline, which is going to be really cool. Uh, but, but, bro, I fucking called Venom start to end. Do you remember that? I, was, I saw that one scene and I was like, they're doing yeah. Secret Protector. Yeah. Lethal Protector, uh, sorry. That's it. No, oh, comic fans like, it's not Secret Protector, you dickhead. It's like, Lethal Protector, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so th- there are things with my little, like, like relatively, I'm not fucking Stan Lee by any stretch of the imagination in any capacity, but the relative bits of information I know. And I've always leaned more towards one brand than the other. Like, like with anything, I like all things, except Sonic. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know was really funny? Because I saw, I saw something with Sonic the other day, and I'm like, I need to give this dude my Mega Drive, just so he could see what the fun was. Like, yeah, I actually, by all means. <laughs> if like, you put so it around, pass it over, I'll give it a try. Honestly, you need to. It's, it's not that bad. It's a nice, basic platform. It, it, it done some shit, man. When yeah. Sonic went 3D, and I'm not going to defend it, I didn't play it. That's but... why I don't like it. Now you reminded me. What, I've Sonic been, 3D? I... Banter aside, I've actually been racking my brain out. Like, what is this weird beef I have with Sonic? <laughs> it's like, because the 3D ones were what I tried, and I was like, this is shit. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a thing about finding your feet, and I have to be honest that let's, well, you know, okay, video games will come, but while we're on the topic, is that they found their feet in 3D. They were looking for their feet, and at the same time that they found their feet in doing that, Sega went bust. So Sonic didn't have a chance to evolve further, whereas Mario has become the master that he is in the world of gaming. Whereas Sonic was on a 2D platform, revolutionised it because he was a sharper quality because he was 16-bit Mega Drive versus the 8-bit NES. And some of you kids are like, 8-bit? Like, you don't even know how we... Wasn't always 1080p. Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Kids, <laughs> you guys don't understand how much we were like the N64 is called 64 because it was 64 bit and it had the world going insane you know then PlayStation was 128 we studied this shit because we saw the revolution yeah it wasn't always HD it wasn't always HD GoldenEye one of the best games ever yes. look at what a 64 bit character looks like <laughs> just you saying. wouldn't have Call of Duty without GoldenEye kids just putting that shit out no, there you wouldn't. GoldenEye no. Team Deathmatch was what gave Call of Duty online multiplayer its birth fact yeah. Fact. There's no, there's no in between on that. There's no in between on that. There's a lot to be thankful for. But yes, get on to this tangent. Oh yes, I like everything. So it doesn't have to be like one thing or the other. But when it comes to comic books, though I like both the major, I like all the brands, but the two major brands, obviously, there is one I've always lent to more than the other. You're the opposite. So my number seven, top ten Marvel movies. Cool. Now I'm gonna be honest. There is no comic, no comic book references for me this this. Who the fuck are you and where's the real Asia? <laughs> there was part 
happy that was there. But you know what? There was so much I'm thankful for on this. I was, it was, it was like, if I show you my list of honourables, and this is not a lie, like, I don't know if you see it on the camera. Put it more towards the camera. <laughs> that would help. Like, there. It's at the top. When it came to honourables, that was the first thing I wrote. I was like, Marvel movies. Like, it was there. Like, it was all for it. And I was like, there are so many greats that came along the way yeah. that I just, it was fun. I loved it because anytime we have a chance to talk about what we saw in film over the stuff that we love more than anything, because this Silver Screen Dudes was emails, guys. Before it was YouTube, before it was anything else, it was, dude, have you seen? And it was always yeah. Iron Man, Batman. Like, it was always that shit. So it, that's how it all started before anything else. And I loved it. But other stuff just knocked it. I was, it hurt me to know. I, I thought it was a guaranteed. I thought it was guaranteed to be on the list. So let me tell you where I'm coming from with this one. There's a multitude of reasons this came what, higher than all the what, previous ones we've just mentioned. And it, sorry, just is this the one that was excluding MCU or was this the general? No, Marvel. Okay. Top 10 Marvel. So it included MCU and beyond, essentially. Cool, cool, cool. Um, now, the, you kind of touched on one of the reasons this made my list because these Marvel movies, way back, was it in 2008 when Iron Man first came out? You know, I was living on the other side of the world. These movies are a reason that we, I mean, we were never going to not keep in touch, but they <laughs> kept us even more in touch, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So they've kind of been so fucking integral to the Silver Screen dudes. And they, and I would argue Star Wars, but they and Star Wars were huge reasons why we started this adventure way back on YouTube. Yeah. And they've been with us throughout the, fi the, the five years that we've done this and the few years on YouTube and the few years. And we've had these incredible experiences that have brought us as movie fans and friends even closer together. And the fact that despite being even closer as a result of this, I remember very clearly when we did our individual Marvel top 10 lists, they were quite different from each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, was this not when I made the silver screen moment faux pas? Oh, oh, sugar! I think Major it was Red Ranger. I think so. This is another. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was like, Who gives a fuck about the Red Ranger versus the Green Ranger? It's like, oh dear God, I've committed geeky suicide. Yeah, because I think it's when I started talking Civil War, and you were like, "What? Like, Red Ranger versus Green Ranger? Who gives a fuck?" And I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> you for life, I believe. <laughs> that was that's when that was born. But I remember what I loved, and I have listened back to this because, as I keep saying, guys, and it will come eventually. Bear with me. There is a blog coming for anybody who wants to read it. And I remember, I'm skipping through it. I'm like, okay, he said that one. And I went, you said Red Ranger versus Red. And I went, okay, cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was that moment of, what did you just say? But yeah, it was the <laughs> ultimate faux pas in all of Silver Screen. Oh, like, we have done some, we've made some errors. We've both forgotten films in our wheelhouse. We both added some that shouldn't be in there. But that was our ultimate. Dude, hundred episodes in, I'll put my hand up and say between the two of us, no one's made a bigger error than that. That, that that's, oh, I yes. won't let myself forget. I don't think you will. I'm not gonna let myself. Who the fuck with a geek badge says that? The same way I just said, there's no comic books, and you said, where's the, who are you, and where's the real AJ? At that moment, it was, who are you, and where's the real Nico? Like, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, but no. And Marvel speaking of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, our first tangent, they've got another movie in development. Whoop, whoop. I'm up for it. I'm up. So is this reboot or is it the part two that they reboot, kept promising? Sadly, which I'm sad about because I would have liked to see that continue. I Do you know what? I think, I think they were a bit messed, though. And I think this reboot coming, if they do it right, could be gold. If they take some of 
if they take the the kind of coming of age concept that they did with the reboot you know good act yeah, relatively yeah, yeah. good actors there was and not too much cheese yeah the che- it was too hemmed up it was too hemmed up and i oh, feel- I'm, I'm talking about the series like no, don't but, no. anywhere near the cheese of the series but there are certain things i did want to see cheesy as they may be which are the way that they use the zords the way that the Zords come together. Like, the one thing that pissed me off is the, the way the Megazord... This is proper geeky, but the way the Megazord was born was, like, because they all fell into lava. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't do this to me. <laughs> White rabbits say no. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look out for the White Rabbit. And it's not Alice in Wonderland or the Matrix. The White Rabbit will be... Yeah, we'll be surfacing soon. But no, it. you're right. There, there's just parts. But you just needed some parts that... You know... You can rewrite history and I'm all down for, but I also need you to honour certain parts of history because yeah. what I felt like when I'm watching this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie was, it, especially with Power Rangers, Power Rangers has birthed so many different versions. It there felt is only like, one that matters. Exactly. And that is Mighty Morphin for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about. Cause, Not fucking uh, Dino Thunder. All of that, listen, I've, I've had so many arguments with Amy, like, how do you watch this compared to these guys? And this one just felt like another spin-off, but they just had the names I recognise, and I think that hurt me more. Because had it, it just been this, why has every fucking one needed to bring back Tommy Oliver then? Every single series has featured Tommy yeah. Oliver. Talk to me about that. Because people do care about Red Ranger versus Green Ranger. So Fuck off, AJ. <laughs> help it you just open that door right now but no but like it was the most instrumental moment in for childhood action that was it that was must-see tv that was must-see tv that was everything in itself and it's true tommy has been in every incarnation ever and they still bring him back even the movie brought him back there is no underestimating who this guy is to power rangers and the, the the impact it has had correct yeah but that's just it. And, you know, we've gone on the Power Rangers tangent because it obviously was the, the faux pas that I did during the Marvel episode. But, oh man, the scope of what of what this this top ten list was. And I said there wasn't that much punting on this list. No, 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 no. It was just different. And that just shows how wide and how appreciated that genre is for something mm-hmm. that was, bear in mind, and I, I could be wrong. But they also owe a lot to the cartoons. The cartoons set a uh, pace. Yes, think? <laughs> the cartoons set a pace that people are like, okay, I'll pay it interest. And they went to walk into. But if you go back to just before your Spider-Man cartoons and whatnot, and to, to quote a comic book and people are like, you watch what? You're into what? Uh, yeah. To be that the last film released by Marvel is the biggest seller of all time. Is telling of how big that episode meant and that is so wide you know 12 years of cinema well 12 years plus should i say 12 years of mcu call it 20 maybe of 20, marvel 20 this thursday if you count it as the x-men first movie which i still maintain is the most important blade not before that nope. okay there you go so yeah and that was speaking of blade that you've kind of beaten me to the mark here that was the one major commonality on our list that actually made the rush more because blade pre-mcu outside of its own universe was fucking brilliant and still 20 years on remains one of the best comic book films ever made yeah and it actually makes it's the one that people always go blade was a comic book movie 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. But that that tells you how huge Blade was. It's when it steps out of its wheelhouse and just is a film of its own to be respected. That and is what the only thing. Don't get me wrong. I've said this so many times. I pray at the altar of George Lucas and Kevin Feige because those guys have just made what I love popularized and yeah, vindicated yeah. what I loved as a child, right? But it there's this ever so small element of worry that Blade's PG thirteen. With Mahershala Ali, he's going to be and he's going to be a, such an awesome guy to play him. But the oh. way it's delivered is just going to be—it oh. is, is scary. It is scary. No blood. Can't have any blood if it's PG-13. Which is just okay. I mean, Buffy and Angel worked, but for a vampire, no, but the play's got the sword as well. Like it, it needs a bit of bloodshed. Cool. Yeah, it, it just does. It's Do a Deadpool, make it a fifteen. Yeah. You can it just, get away it with just, so it much makes it, but it's, it's TV series, and that's the problem, isn't it? They're just going to dial up. It's that primetime attraction that they'll get. Yeah. Indeed. I can't wait to see Mahershala Ali as Blade. Really can't wait. Once this fucking pandemic is over and the movies actually start releasing again. Because remember, we should have already been in a world where Black Widow's released. Uh, and and James Bond. Soldier was about to be arriving. James Bond. Which I've heard might be now summer 21. I saw that headline yesterday. I haven't read deep. I am wondering, another quick tangent here. I am wondering, because obviously the cinema chains in America have been shut down again. They've been like, nope, not happening. We were going to open, but no. No, 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 no. Because the man in the White House is a cunt and is making the pandemic something about politics instead of human safety because he's a cunt. But moving on from Trump is a cunt, hashtag Trump is a laughing stock, hashtag Obama great. Um, (laughs) Dick. Where was I going? Where was I going? Cinemas. Cinemas closing. Thank you very much. Cinemas are remaining closed, which could really, really damage the movie industry because Trump is a cunt. Um, but our cinemas are supposedly opening. This is why I'm getting confused. So ours are opening, but does that just mean that the major Hollywood studios are just not going to release shit for the rest of the world? It's, I... been, it's been on my mind. It's a weird one. It is a weird one because obviously there's so much revenue to be made in the US domestically, let alone, you know, before you take it outside. It, it's a weird one. But I mean, we're opening end of this month. Um, we might get pushed back. But, you know, the big thing that keeps hitting me and I don't well, want to happen. We've got no releases. The, the thing that bugs me, the thing that still troubles me, obviously, you can't film films, but. Uh, yeah, you're right. If there's no films, I mean, there are some that are pending. But guys. I don't want to pay another subscription anywhere, but I don't understand why the cinemas haven't capitalised on a, yeah, just pay-per-view type thing. It's not as grand, but they could have had it. <laughs> it just doesn't... I can answer that one for you, mate, because they were... Think about this. If someone says to you, pay $20 or £20, you know, we'll stream it on Netflix or Amazon, but it's going to be behind the paywall. pay £20 to see Black Widow. Mm. You know you're going to pay for that. You are. But you also know that you're going to invite seven or eight people. But this is the problem. I'm, don't so that's there's dead. Always, However, there's always a lot. They, but if they turn around and say $50, you're going to go, fuck yourself. Bro, I get it. I get it and I so agree. There's, there's no win-win. There is no win. There is no win. I mean, I'm just looking at a point where some of these films went straight to, I think, Bloodshot, stuff like that. Had City World had it and you could have just logged in with your... City World membership. <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe it could have set me up. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. And so weird. how things will pan out is going to be interesting to see. 
I don't know. I don't know. Even now I'm saying it, I'm like... If they do release a load of movies here when our cinema's open, I feel sorry for our friends across in, uh, across the Atlantic because it's going to be spoiler central online, man. But the only one I can only think of is Bond. Black a lot of stuff have gone... Yeah, th- those two. Those... Um, but what else was pushed back? Fast and Furious. Yeah. There's a lot of blockbusters. I can't think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, I think off the top of my head I'm being ignorant and just saying, what is that? Because those are the three I know pushed back. A lot just went to on demand, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, Emma went on demand. Yeah. We weren't getting to trolls, but there were enough of films out there that just went in its way. But anyway, we shall see. We shall see. And I'm looking forward to the new Power Rangers. And yes, no, Marvel was huge. It was fun. And you will never see me knock that for it. So, yeah, six. Yes, sir. Number six is the one profile episode I brought in. Now we've done a few. We've mm-hmm. done, and they've all been excellent. Looking at one individual's body of work. I think I know who you're going for. You'll know me, of course. I'm going Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. No, I, 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 it crossed my mind. It was very close, but someone else took it for me in terms. Oh, of you profile. got a profile, yeah. You have a profile, and it's a bit yeah. later on. But yeah, no, Daniel Day Lewis was huge, man. That was big. It was. What I like for you is that I have a feeling because I know you've seen some of his work, but I know for a fact, although you never openly said it, because we don't get into confrontation <laughs> between us unless it's Mario and Sonic or Red Racer. <laughs> yeah. Usually, we'll avoid confrontation as best mates, but. I know for a fact, I could see it in your face when I was always going on about, he's the greatest actor ever. There was always this question mark. You're like, I know he's good, but is he that good? I have a feeling that when you saw this, whether you agreed with it or not, I don't know, but I think you saw the, where the variety. Yeah, yeah. You see what Day Lewis does? He brings the rain, yeah? But it all depends. <laughs> a bit, there's, yeah. There's, there's this problem. I'm, I'm not hating on him because I love these films. I love the episode. It was on my list of stuff that could well be there. Sometimes, because you're so good, directors are abusing the fact that they've got you and then they just try to stretch out the movie. And you're like, I'm with you. And like, one of the key ones on that is Lincoln. Like, yeah. it's like, you know what you've got, you've paid the price, and you're making sure people see every minute of it. And it probably is hard to edit what he delivers. You know, maybe that's what makes the film so long as well, because he does bring it. And it's one of those things as well. Down perfection. Yeah, and one of those things, another thing I would... would, There's an element of pride, uh, and some will be like, he's Irish, he's not British. But it's like, you've got a man who's not necessarily from the States, who has dominated in Hollywood when he brings out the fire. Like, it's, you know, and it's not this... Oh, America's shit. No, because we yeah. respect it and it's it's there. But it is that element of he's really made a mark for himself when he does. It's just those elements of length. And there were some, don't get me wrong, I love these films. Even for me, and I think we had this talk before, and I ranked it very highly. Gangs of New York, awesome. <laughs> but sometimes, for me, I can't, I was never able to get as indulged as I was in maybe like a Wolf of Wall Street. You know, taking two Scorsese films in terms of length. You, you wait to see Build a Butcher. There's nothing crap about it but it's just there's something that does, doesn't draw me in as no, much in films. Yeah. you take Bill the Butcher out of that film it is not as good a film that's, yeah. just, that's just a fact and if you take specifically Daniel Day-Lewis playing Bill the Butcher out of that film okay but then you flip it on the other side and you look at something and there's two in particular that jump to mind and I'm like how do you even fucking talk about this without literally going I will drink everything you give me it's like you've got There Will Be Blood 
I've, I've never seen something like that. Because with There Will Be Blood, it was almost a fucking subtle performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll jump ahead to the other one here and then come back to There Will Be Blood. Because the other one is obviously My Left Foot, right? Thunder in a bottle, that. No one will ever. Insane. Just insane what he did. But whereby My Left Foot, because it's so obvious what's going on you know he's broken ribs for the performance people can we just literally he broke two ribs by staying in character like oh yeah people will say but that's not acting i'm like that's method acting motherfucker but with my left foot and this isn't in any way a sort of condemnation of it but it was very obvious what he was doing is that he's playing someone with cerebral palsy there was a real subtlety to what he did in there will be blood yeah. And the fact that he made the fact that well, this isn't just him, but him and Paul Thomas Anderson managed to collectively depict a change in mindset in America from church to, to capitalism. There was this shift in what's important to the population. And they managed to so, show something like that by having a church's involvement with an oil tycoon set in the Midwest in an area which isn't particularly colorful very slow paced and yet somehow you are gripped correct me if i'm wrong because it's been a while there would be blood is the one that is it like the first 10 minutes has no words but the visuality of what he delivers tells you everything you need to know correct it's when he's yeah yeah exactly exactly it, it, no, he. There, there's a lot. I don't know anything about fucking prospecting for oil, harvesting <laughs> oil, or plumbing. I don't even know what the correct term is. is <laughs> but the fact that through brilliant direction, cinematography, and physical acting, I could follow perfectly what's going on. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got these mortifying lines, and I don't just mean I drink your milkshake. I'm talking about. <laughs> You're destroying my image of you as my son. And it's like, oh, Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. He, he brings it. He... Oh. <laughs> and you think about the pantheon of great actors that we've got today. Your DiCaprios and your Bales and shit. Even your Andy Serkises, who are great in such a different way. None of them touch this man. They just don't. Mm, nah, DiCaprio's my favourite actor working today. He does not touch Day-Lewis. You doubt me? Watch Gangs of New York. <laughs> nah, he, he's good. He's good. You can never, you can never deny what is brought by Daniel Day-Lewis. And I, I, it, was, it was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. And so variety and greatness in it as well, you know. Um, I wish I could add, like, it, it's there. It's there. I, I, I know the affinity you have for him, and I fully respect it. It's not one of those things where I'd be like, oh, fuck off, it's shit. Like, it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that, you know. He, he, he brings it in such a way that it has to be respected. One last thing I'll add is that he's very much an actor for, and I don't say this condescendingly at all, I mean it just from personal experience, but he's very much an actor for, quote-unquote, real movie fans. Because you speak to your average cinema-goer, of course they fucking heard of DiCaprio and De Niro and Pacino, you know, these guys are titans. Say to your average moviegoer, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes, it, but it was selective, isn't it? And it's not necessarily your blockbuster films. So. And then the only frame of reference, and this isn't even a definite, but the only frame of reference you can give them is I'll Build a Butcher from uh, Gangs of New York. Most people will get it then. 
But if you start quoting, there will be blood in my left foot and my beautiful laundrette, they'll be like, huh? Yeah, yeah. Sid and Nancy come again? Like, it's just yeah. like, they're just, yeah. So he, or, or, you know, or, or the boxer, you know, he's very much a real. Name of the father. Like, name, yeah. Oh, God, that film. In the name yeah. of the father. Oh, God, that fucking film. Yeah. God, I love that film. But this is what I mean. You see, these are films which your average cinema goer won't have seen because he's not. And this is, I guess, the only, only thing you could, the one little chip you could take out of what would otherwise be a perfect mosaic of him is he's not a box office draw. No, but he's it, not. It, it's the films, isn't it? It's the films. He's a movie fan draw, but you're not going to see Daniel Day-Lewis in, you know, a $2 billion film. You, no. you just won't. No, you're right. Sorry, I, I know I said something, and I just double-checked on myself, and I was like, no, that was another profile episode. Gary Oldman was Sid in Sid and Nancy, not Daniel Day-Lewis. I could just feel the comment coming in where somebody was uh, uh, yeah. I just I had to double check and I was like, no, it's Oldman. The minute I said that, I was like, no, it's Oldman, it's Oldman. But yes, I did say name of the father. I do know who Daniel Day-Lewis is. Right. Father. You're number seven. Right, my number seven, bear with me a second. I need to go back to my list. Okay. This was one of our, I, I do have a few collabs in here. Um, this was right. our good friend, Ant. And we did have a few. We had a few. We, did, we had a few with him, but I had to go with this one. Movies that gave us goosebumps. That to me, I'm happy. I love that one. That was the one where we really got a chance to show our our wheelhouse again and express ourselves as the silver screen dudes that you just have. And it's so different because what was funny with this one is people could be like, "Oh, but you done gore, you done horror, you done this or whatever." It was like, no, 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 no. Goosebumps is whatever raised your hair, whether it be excitement like Avengers Assemble, whether it be the bullet in Crash, whether it be the death of Mufasa like it, it could be the anything Indianapolis in Georgia. Indianapolis yeah there were so many moments for different reasons be it scare be it in love be it fear you know happiness whatever it was you just had that goosebump that you feel along the way and we just really got a chance to the riders of driving on the Pelinor fields in yeah. uh, the king I, I'd still say my favorite moment in cinema ever, Bro, ever. Like, I mean yeah I, I, I put it out there, Crash, that moment in Crash. I still put it out there. I, I always say to people, I can't tell you what it is. I need you to watch it. If you've seen Crash, I could tell you what it is. If you haven't, you need to see it because I don't want to take that moment away from you because it gives me those shivers. Um, DJ, Crash isn't a good movie. The racism isn't subtle. There. And your award for best picture goes to... Anyway, moving on. Just, <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, but... You know, they, it was just fun, and it was fun to have Ant in there. Like, yes. What is really funny, and I was saying this to my cousin the other day. Ant is the one guy who was on the silver screen journey because we have WhatsApp groups for different purposes. So if we're going to talk wrestling, Ant is there. If we're going to talk comic book, Ant is there. Yeah. And if we're going to talk video games, you're damn straight, Ant is there. And I just felt like there's no way to not mention it and we just had so much bounce along and fun with that i mean i would like to do star wars but he keeps saying unlimited power so <laughs> yeah fucks <laughs> this is why he's on like, this is why so that, that but solo is his worst the fuck <laughs> again it was just like what are you doing to us like you love the guy but when it comes this to that is, part, i'm not even a star in the room for that episode three on one <laughs> three on one just saying. 
And he says it with conviction and pride. Like, yeah, this is that. And I'm like, yeah, he's not trolling. He's not trolling. He's real. He believes it. And I'm like, and on so many different topics, even down to our names, I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) No. And and what was good about that? And I have to laugh. I know we're talking goosebumps. I'm going to bring up the Star Wars one. Out of those, I was the pad one. I am not deep in your Star Wars. And I was like, am I wrong when I heard him say this? You and Anya then jumped in and was like, no, no. <laughs> I, was like, I have got it. I get it. I like, but again, what I love with all of this is it shows the dimensions of diversity. No matter which way you look at something, you appreciate it. And Goosebumps really gave us a chance to really be as expressive as you'd yeah. like. And that, yeah, I just loved it. It was, it was a great all moment of cinema. Just showing people bouncing off of each other. And all of us, even though it didn't make your list, some we forgot, some we hadn't seen. But it just gave you something to be like, damn, yeah, no, I hear that. I feel that. And Some very personal. Like, for me, yeah. the first time he sees the beach in the beach. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's weird the way cinema speaks to all of us. Although the one commonality we all had was assemble, you know. <laughs> the fuck who you are. <laughs> If you grew up in any way, shape, or form, like in comic books, that moment in cinema is something else, man. Listen, oh, I have man. Just oh. every, the light, the way he's standing by himself, bathed in light, you know, beaten, strapping that shield on, knowing he's at his end. That The legions of darkness literally bathed in shadow approaching him, and he knows he's at an end. On your left. Just motherfucker. There are two moments, and I swear to you, I just owe so much to Avengers for when it comes to cinema. And it's not that it's fresh, because each time I say these, they will get me. Assemble is one. The other one is when I thought we lost Pete. I, oh, mate. (laughs) You say it, and you feel so good. Oh God. Tony's arm. Tony stuck dying. Yes. Oh my god, that could be a spoiler. I do apologize, but like that is one thing that gets to you. Mm. But when Tom Holland, kid, we've loved kid, <laughs> you've got a future. You've got a future in acting because that, my friend, had me talking for an hour <laughs> after I had left the cinema. Yeah. But but they, no, and each time I remembered it, I I think I even it was a bit uneasy to sleep that night. I still had that question of you you, you what <laughs> like that. Nah. You brought him in to kill him? What is this? Like the biggest trolling to Sony ever? What the yeah. fuck? Oh, mate. Yeah. So no, the goosebumps, that was so much, so oh. much to appreciate from that. So no, that, that had to be mentioned. So that was my number seven. My number six was the other collab. Well, one of three collabs on my list. Um, yeah. The one that we punted on, directorial debuts. We're a big picture film club. Fresh and Avisha, what up, guys, if you're listening? Um, and, guys, please do follow Big Picture Film Club. They do freaking awesome stuff on there. Big stuff, big stuff. I even saw something just yesterday on their Instagram. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I like I like the direction they're taking on this um, film journey. Really, really love it. So, guys, do do check it out. Facebook and Instagram, probably a Twitter too. Big Picture Film Club. I really need to get back into my tweets. But anyway, Club. yeah. Um, no, there is some great stuff with that. I mean, this one, let's be honest. There was no big announcement from the silver screen dudes had we not gone to GUAP or GRUP. I'm not. I'm still not sure which way they pronounce it. But 
we went in there, collabed with film lovers, which was fun. We got to do our thing, which was fun. I do feel bad for Avisha when we both said no to Will Ferrell, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> but Poor Avisha. When we had that moment of sitting down and guys, we're over Skype. We have we've made do along the way, but we saw that equipment and we're like, oh, we're podcasting. We were like, what was the name of those? I think it was that same night, if not uh, a couple of days after. We were like, we're, we're up in the game. We had yeah. planned it before. Don't get me wrong. But we knew exactly what equipment we wanted that day. <laughs> we, we, and we now got it. Exactly. Because it's all done through a mixer, we can't use it. Because social distancing. Hashtag Trump is a laughing stock. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> but it was so much. And then to go through directorial debuts in itself as a topic. One, we all had our own different dimensions to it. Again, much like with Ant. It, it's weirder. What I love about collaborative episodes is we know each other. We mm. kind of assume something sometimes i don't know if you've done it i have that sometimes i'm like i'll do this just in case he forgot it or there's another one where i'll leave it you know i had your back exactly come on yeah these are the things so it's like there are times he may forget it or you know what i know he loves it let's make sure it's in there in a way because i can't you know you have that and there are others it's like he's not allowed to talk about it or i know he's forgotten about it and it's like dude thank you like (laughs) and you're like yeah it's there you, you open that world, that touch more by one person, two more people. Okay, sadly, when Anya came in, it was Star Wars, which is limited to the 10 films that were there. But, like, you know, you, you just have that different dimension. Even the way she rated it was different from us. You just see that different dimension of someone who appreciates the same thing as you differently. And that one really represented it. We, we listed some films and it was like... And because the four of us study film as well, we were all dropping little golden nuggets on each other that were like, oh, but okay, I see what you're saying, but have you thought of this? And they're like, oh, good point. And again, it's not in a way of, I know film better than you, but... No, 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 no. there was no ego. That was the beautiful thing. To like any listeners as well. Mm. I'm not going on a, we know film better than you, because essentially we didn't get a certificate at the end of the day for this. We were just two guys who came out and done it. But what you get with this is... When it has to be a mission and a purpose and something, you know, even the other day, and this is going back to my aunt who loved the episode, she's like, you're good, but just, you know, try and drop a few nuggets on this to, to like, let people know. And I'm like, I, I normally do. She's like, but your friend done it. He done it. And I'm like, yes, I know. Trust me on this. I do do it as well. We we have both shocked each other. Like, the fact that we can be like, Daniel Day-Lewis broke two ribs. Like, you can watch my left foot and not had gone that way. But when you're delivering something to be to give some people a bit more of why are why should I listen to these guys? Not like Endgame's the best. Move on. You need to be able to fill the space, <laughs> you know. And those are the moments. So we were all able to be like, oh, but did you know this? And I get what you're saying, but this is like, hey, good point. And it can change your dynamics of the view. And that's what I really loved about that episode, you know. And it said no ego. There was yeah, no, no ego, no ego, which was lovely. Um, and. <laughs> Just as a little comedy nugget side tangent, we showed the full breadth of cinema from Tommy Riso to Orson Welles. I like that one as well. Never ever has it been a case where I was like, he's got my back, he's got my back. And I was nope. doing again, no ego. It was a case of the four of us, each pick one for the rough one. I picked my number two because I'm like, no, he's gonna say, he's gonna say the greatest film ever no he went completely left field and i remember my reaction of spinning around going 
what? Yeah, too late. You can't change it. Like, no, 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 no. But it, it was fun. It was fun. There was, there was, yeah. What can we do? Yeah. But it was what it was. No. Nah, so it's a much, much more so for the experience than the movies on that list. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Again, not, not to say they were crap films, but it was no, 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 no. And the exchange, you know. Um, no directorial debuts was other than the Will Ferrell choice. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but still guys, do follow the picture film club. We all allowed to make some mistakes. Red Ranger, Green Ranger, Will Ferrell. It happened. It, it, it's not in the same scope, but it happened. <laughs> okay, sir, over to you. We're trading one apiece. You're number five. My number five. So we've done a lot of things which included the word about in our titles. Mm-hmm. There were three that particularly jumped to mind, and I've gone with this one. And it is relatively recent one but i i, I had such freaking fun with it and that was movies about movies oh do you know what do you know what even i mean you can't do everything like i will not change this list for anything but that was fun such that fun. was fun um painful when it came to what was it, hollywood shuffle I, I any chance i have to bash that film i will bash it because i've never been so disappointed in a film that was absolute shit absolute shit and i no. No, I would, no, 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 no. In the time that we taught BLM, that was such a stain to it. Um, yeah, but honestly, taking that negative away, so much fun. So much fun in that. So fucking I mean, meta. you discovered the magic. You discovered the magic of singing in the rain. I hadn't oh. had that as yet. Um, and then you did. Yeah, I did. I did. But like, oh, the, the film, I'm, 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 I'm blanking now. Tropic I, like, Thunder, the disaster yeah. artist. Like, it yes, was so meta. It was yeah. such fun. It's weird because there are so many dynamics by which you can look at this. It's like movies about a real movie. Movies about a movie movie. You know, all of these different movies ways. About the making of movies. Yeah, the, 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 the Hollywood industry in itself. Um, I keep wanting to say, Hell Caesar. I keep wanting to say, oh, brother, we're out loud. It's not, you know. There were just so many different dynamics that were able to be seen, and you think to yourself, "I never still someone still haven't seen," you know. Um, with, um, you. The one with um, Johnny Depp. It wasn't on neither of our lists. I don't know, but it's about the B movie um, filmmaker. He's got a film there. Well, uh, Roger Corman. No, no, no. It's an old school Johnny Depp film. Oh, sorry, again, guys, we're being ever so professional, but I didn't expect it to be on the list. This is why it's not there. Um, oh, Johnny. He'd done a film where he's a B-movie filmmaker. Um, oh, why is it not coming up straight away on flipping Google? Typical. I just needed this now, didn't I? I absolutely needed it now. If you don't want to put Johnny Depp into IMDb, you'll have a long old list to scroll there. <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, doesn't matter. Keep talking. Keep talking. So, and I will jump in when I this is what I liked about movies about movies is as I said it was how freaking meta it was and for the fact that it introduced me into singing in the rain which dude more I think about it more I think it's making my top 10 of all time now I, I've got such a fucking affinity for that film I can't tell you it's 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 worthy it honestly is honestly is worthy it's such a great it has everything and that transition the way they highlight the transition in the time that's not too far from the transition they mm. captured it perfectly i'll also tell you something else a very personal note here and i've never said this on air, and i don't think i've told you yet um obviously at some point anya and i will be 
bringing another life into the world. No, she's not pregnant. That's not the announcement. <laughs> I was like, whoa, now the time. No, 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 no. That's not the announcement I'm making. But obviously, you know, you joke about and you pick names for your kids. If it's a girl, Leia, obviously. Obviously. Um, if it's a boy, we've both settled on Cosmo. Interesting. I love that we both love the name. We both love the name Cosmo. And then you see singing in the rain, and it's like, he's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. like, Listen, you, you, Edward. Edward, fuck me. Edward. God damn yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, going back to Cosmo. Yeah, but that, you know, there were so many in there that you think, my God, Hollywood have done a lot of. Kind of like what we're doing now. If you think this is self-indulgent, look at what Hollywood's been up to. They're just showing how the world, the film world works. But it's got so many stories to be told. It's there. And right now it's inspired Nico and Anya's kid's name. Mm. Um, I'm not even going to mention what we, my other half and I had. Go on now. No, go on no now. the last time you said it, you, you said the child's going to go on the pole. I still want to smack you for it. Like, He's going to what? You said, we were like, if it's a girl, this would be the name. Again, no, she's not pregnant. But we were like, if there was a girl, this would be the name. And you're like, are you putting oh, your baby on the pole? I didn't say that, did I? I'm such at, a cunt sometimes, I'm sorry. <laughs> at my staff party. Now, I'm going to put it out there. You're clay, quoting the classic singing in the rain. Ours was the Netflix AJ and the Queen, which was our first series together. And the AJ is not Anthony Jordan in this one. It's Amber Jasmine. And she was like, oh, if it's a girl, we're going to call her Jasmine or something. And you're like, that could go two ways. She could either be head of state or on the pole. And Tell I remember, me I'm wrong. <laughs> I remember looking at you like you didn't, and I'm looking at you like, and she's like, "What did he say? What did he say?" Nope. <laughs> that's not what you repeated. <laughs> Just don't worry, don't worry. But yeah, Jasmine, Jasmine could also end up being a really, really, really multi-millionaire, you know, soap inventor. I yeah, but you have it has, it has it has it has um it has gravitas to go both ways it does <laughs> it really does you're giving her like i did with the room and citizen kane you're giving her the full scope of societal <laughs> chance there <laughs> when you tell someone you can be anything you want there you go <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're happy baby <laughs> exactly literally literally but here we are talking about kids that aren't in existence or even in conception at the moment but anyway we, that oh my god dude we're wrong yeah i know <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so that was my number five. Movies about movies. Your number five? My number five. Okay. Um, this was one of our new ones. And this is th- these are two for the edutainment that came up. My four, my five and four. Black Lives, man. So it, that was one of the three that when I said movies about something, it was, have you gone with the other about? I know you know what I'm talking about. Was it a collab? No. It's one that Anya picked. Oh, yeah, it's there. uh, i'll tell you when you get there okay go on um it's black lives now this came at a time and it was you who brought it up to me you were like dude can we and i was like okay let's do this let's do this and i mean there are ways and you got to remember that there were certain things in history world war ii we know when d-day is we know when ve day is you know you know when stuff come out in life then you have something like black history which essentially you would like to teach the world but then what do you have do we appease to our american listeners and do it in february do we do it in october and then i always remember this thing where buster rhymes comes out and he's like it's really weird how people choose black history in america it's on the shortest month of the year in the UK, it's the same time that we celebrate Halloween. Like, where are we going with this? And we, you can never find your time on when to fit this in. 
Black Lives Matter came up and we were like, you know what? We've done biopics. We've done da-da-da-da-da. Movies about racism. We've done yeah, that. yeah, we've done racism, but it was like, let's just show some of the oppression that's going on. Like, everyone wants to be like, all lives matter, white lives matter, na 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 Everyone's even quoting BLM without even knowing what BLM is about because you could be like, oh, and I'm not diminishing any man's life. But then you still have that argument of, okay, the knee was on his neck, but he was a crack addict. He was a this, he was a that. I'm not, even getting, I'm not, it's a human life. I'm not getting into any of those. But it's like, let's look at the bigger picture. Cause it, and I always said this to people. I feel sorry for George Floyd, but it's bigger than George Floyd. And then you, you take a catalyst yeah. in a good way, you know? But, you know, it's one of those things that people forget. And you are right. But it's like we had the Trayvon. We had, I can't even remember the other guy's name. And I feel so embarrassed saying this. But the, the first guy who was like, I can't breathe. And it's on camera. And people are like, what's going on? And it's like, guys, pay attention. And it's fucking here in the UK two days ago. Did you see that shit? Same thing. Uh, Why is cop in England knee in the neck? It's like the fuck is wrong with you? Like, where is your training on this stuff? And like, people don't know what you can do, you can't do. And I remember the you first put time, your knee in a fucking other human being's neck. Fact. You know, part of your training should be what you, in a way, to hold people. And then you look at stuff like even Origins and New Black tried to show that the most innocent of cop without the right training ended up killing Poussey. I don't, I don't know if you've watched the Origins of New Black, but it just shows you those elements. And it was the same thing. It's the whole element of how you detain someone and how to respect human life and this one now blew up and it's like guys it yes there is police brutality and that's what we're trying to show there but there is a standard level of institutionalized racism out there there are challenges that we need to address and the films that we brought up on that one was a moment of i'm not gonna beat you on the head of all this is wrong just watch and learn try and imagine what it's like you know your number one is one that i think is very very Straight Outta Compton was your number one, right? Yeah. It's very telling in the sense that we all know Ice Cube, be it from Jump Street, be it from that film he does with Kevin Hart, which I can't stand, I can't even remember the name, be it from his NWA days. We all know, but we don't know the story of what he went through, through all of that glory. Dr. Dre has made the most money in the world by selling beats to Apple, but what is the backstory to that? And it's like this whole, oh, it's gangster rap. Well, this is the life they live. This is how they try to be better. And this is what it shows you, the constant challenges that are set out to people. And that's what hit me with this one. And I appreciate the fact that you said, okay, we've done racism, but it's not about that. It's black lives. The absolute challenge there in the sense of the parts of, because racism can be the straight, oh, I don't like you. You look different. Or it could be, these are the rules that are set against you. I've finally seen 13, which shows it as well. Uh, right. And, uh, it, there were parts that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, there are certain choices. But it, but before that, the direct part of what kicked it all off was like, you guys were wrong. And it was just because racism was now being... Kanye West has it in one of his songs. Racism's still alive. They just be concealing it. And that was the truth. That is what it showed you. It's like, I'm still going to make you my slave. Just, I'm not going to give you the title of slave. I'm just going to give you the title of prisoner. Why are you a yeah. prisoner having to work the chain gang? Because I was loitering. Are you fucking kidding me with this? And that's the sad bit. But, you know, it, it, it just gave a chance to really open up. And I think and for all the stuff we've done. Above, and it wasn't just, you know, I've always hated Nixon. I've never made, you know, any... No, no religion to that, yeah. But it just goes beyond him. It goes through Reagan and the just say no. Yeah, and it's not a Republican thing. Bill Clinton, who I've liked up until seeing this, was equally bad. Three strikes and you're out. A crack. Yeah. Oh, cocaine, white man's drug. No, 
crack, black man struck. Yeah, three strikes and you're out. Like, what the fuck? It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. And yes, an apology is appreciated, but you knew what you were doing at the time, you know? And there were guys... I'm saying he knew. Yeah, this is it. This is the stuff, you know? And then you got the other whistleblower who was working with Nixon. Like, we, we knew what we were doing. We knew in order to do this and you create an enemy and it puts you forward. It's that. And honestly, we've done many topics, but this one I felt was at a time that it was needed to show people if you don't get it or if you need to learn more, check these out. And that's why that one was there for me. And I implore everyone, if you haven't seen it yet, please, for the love of God, go and watch 13th. Please, please. Yeah. No, no, no. It, needs to be, it needs to be seen. It does need to be seen, for sure. For sure. And if you well, argue with it, then I don't know what to do. Oh, you, you don't get it. Again, I would I've, say I've, I've legitimately, mate, you remember I said I had my argument ready for if someone says, eh, movies can't inspire people to do to have that sort of emotional reaction, and you know I have my answer. I've had to use it now twice. I've, yeah. I've been preaching, at, you know, I've, I've been doing the, the preach the get my words out i've been preach i've been doing the preaching of watch 13th the movie right mm. and i people are oh, i'm not sure i'm like well it shows this and this and this and then you talk about um fucking 1915 film birth of a nation and people are oh it's far-fetched you know i don't believe that you know you could be effect really really you're afraid of sharks but thank jaws yeah because it's not yeah. rational yeah been in the with them for 10 years Got all my limbs. Never even had an attempted bite on me. Yeah, that there you go. Institutionalized, fabricated fear. Yeah. So are afraid of sharks because of a fucking movie, not because of anything logical. And, and am, I, am I not have the power to do am that? Am I not mistaken? And I could be wrong. Did Friday the Thirteenth not become this mystical mystical day based on the film? Thank you. People hesitate on that day. And it was the film first. I'm pretty sure on that. Do you know what? Here we go again in terms of marketing and what have you. Blair Witch. People don't know that. Yeah, but that's one. But here's another one. Picture Center. Mm. Created by Coca-Cola. Was it? Yeah. Santa Claus, not Santa Claus himself, but that vision that we all use of Santa Claus. Jolly old white man with a big beard and big belly. Yeah. But look at the colors. The red and white. It's Coke who created him. Coca-Cola created that vision of Santa, and we all picture it. So you tell me the media can't influence you. Well played, sir. <laughs> Edutainment. Edu- so, yeah. Witches, Santa, and sharks. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> right, over to you. Your number four. My number four. If you've learned anything about me over the last hundred episodes, other than the fact that I don't like Trump and Nixon, and that I like comic books and that AJ is my best friend, <laughs> love mate um it's <laughs> love. The fact that i like to preach now and then oh okay i actually thought you were going a different direction there we make i'm up. not gonna mention it yeah but the direction i'm going in because there's one thing that i've heard pre-silver screen dudes creation for the longest time and during silver screen dudes creation movies aren't good anymore it's all sequels and prequels yeah. and sidequels and spin-offs and reboots and his dickhead here saying, actually, that statement couldn't be further from the truth. There's never been a time in Hollywood history where more original content has been made. Y'all just didn't make the effort to go and watch it, either because it wasn't marketed properly or because I completely understand this. The cinema experience is getting more and more and more expensive, especially if you've got a family that three tickets and three popcorns and three drinks. 
You've spent a hundred quid before the night's out. Oh, yeah. I completely get that. So people have to be selective about the movies they watch. And as a result, people are less willing to take risk, which I can, again, I say, I understand. Because the dollar is hard to come by, right? Oh, yeah. So you're going to go to something that you trust. And unfortunately, the things that you trust, the IPs, reboots, sequels, cycles, the whole shebang. Y'all don't trust the stuff that comes out that's unique. And that's why we come to my number four, because my number four is the top 10 movies of the last decade. That was fun. I actually looked back at that and I remembered that. And I remember the challenges we had. So and good. it wasn't necessarily box office, you know. There were some others that were out of the top 10, but were really worth a look. And I remember what we also done was we, we broke it down. Yeah. That was fun. That, that was, was actually what I loved. Fun. So we looked at the movies. For, we looked at the, and we were only allowed to pick one movie a year, um, per year. But what we were doing, we were being very sure to let you know all of the great films that came out in that year that we thought were great, at least. And then we would pick the one from all that we'd read out. So you actually got a lot of value for your money, I believe, in this episode, even though you're not paying us any money and it's a free podcast subscription. It's <laughs> on all podcast platforms. Um, but you got a lot of, you know, bang for your time, I would say, because we yeah. talked about a lot of movies as well as the one we picked. And then we also compared that to, so of all these great movies... Here's what actually happened in the box office. So we yeah. validated what I was saying. We were proving that this isn't some myth that preachy Nixon-hating Nico is making up, right? This is statistical, historical fact. This year, this piece of shit, Transformers, was like... <laughs> I'm a Transformers fan, fan, people. Just I'm a Transformers fan. Let's bear that in mind. Um, but you get this piece of shit which is number one at the box office, makes a billion, makes a hundred million, makes what the fuck ever, right? And then you've got these fucking gems, even if they're Oscar nominated or Oscar winning. People either haven't seen them or haven't heard of them. And, you know, we were bringing up shit like fucking Whiplash, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. These are films where you have to go into the deep, dark recesses of some fucking online bargain bin to find them. These are films that were marketed, that were readily accessible, that were noted as being the movies of quality that year, and y'all didn't go see them. Yeah. Because Transformers. Because Frozen. Because Avengers. Because Let's call it. Yeah. Let's call it. Story 3. I mean, we like Toy Story 3, but still. Yeah. So many movies that came out in the last 10 years that have been missed. 2017, I maintain, is one of the greatest fucking years in cinema ever. Ever. Dude, just going back and just seeing stuff like 2010 when you look at stuff like Inception and the contenders that were out there. I, I only say Inception now because I just look back and like, shit, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, there were some tough years in there. Like you, And again, it's how you challenge it, how you take it on, you know? So there was a lot to be appreciated and it is just worth just seeing stuff. You know, one film I, I well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to bring it up because it's this year and we might be, well, we, we've talked about doing the same thing, even though cinema's up the swan at the moment. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, there are other films and there are foreign films. That's my small hint. There are foreign films that make it into the world and they're just as good, but we don't give it the time of day to try it. And yeah. once you do, you're like, damn, yeah, damn. That was worth it. So, I mean, this is all about an edutainment to our listeners on this stage. And this is by no stretch of the imagination, imagination rather, suggesting that the people who listen to us and who enjoy us are in any way, shape or form ignorant. That is not what I'm suggesting. No, no, no. But 
shit, man, I'm as guilty as others of rushing to watch the latest blockbuster when it comes out. I love that shit. Throw some popcorn in my mouth, wash it down with some Coca-Cola, gain a few pounds around the waist, but have a really good time for an hour and a half, you know? But, but it's that true. blockbuster shit. You know, and it, you know, and it, I don't know what it is. It's just obviously the way that we are programmed to respond to certain marketing oh, campaigns. Because be I'll on... see a marketing campaign for Avengers, and I'll be like, and then I'll see a marketing promotion for three billboards, and I'll see like fucking Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Francis McDormand. I'm like, oh my god, you know, the movie fan in me is like, need to see that, but you know, my wallet's going. But bro, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Just down to the the, the way it's marketed, and we're pre-programmed. We have a WhatsApp group called comic book movies, even though we talk other movies in there, right? That's how it was born, and we haven't changed the name. But we will share the latest Bond, but you don't necessarily... You might be like, oh, free billboards. We don't instantly go, like, share, because you just... And we all appreciate it, but we're scared the masses won't. And I think it's that sheep mentality that we're like, oh, hold back a bit. Yeah. And then we're all like, oh, no, no, it's all salvation. And it's like, well, salvation wasn't all that. You could have actually gone to see something else. I don't hate the film, but it was bog-standard average. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no, most definitely. Guys, keep your eyes out. There's a lot out there. There's so much, guys. And please, please do not fall into this trap of thinking that there's no good films that come out nowadays and thinking that it's all reboots and sequels and prequels and, and cycles and rehashes. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's just not. Not every film has to be in the universe. Yeah. So that's, that's just the best way to put it. Not that we hate them, but there is no. We love them, dude. We love them. Let's call my number seven. We love this shit, but let's call a spade a spade. I'm not gonna fall into the trap and say modern cinema is not the same. I said way back earlier in this episode that even back then, all this age that people praise, 30s and 40s, people hadn't quite figured out how to make movies yet. That's just a fact. They're great. They've got their charm to them. Ooh, but they're squeaky bum clean. (laughs) You know, it's the rule. It's the rule. Your number four. Right, my number four. This was our collaboration with Jazz. Yeah, nice. LGBTQ plus. Um, Jazz again, the People's Polygraph. Please make sure to the follow their, uh, their podcast as well. Because it's, it's only 20 minutes long each week, but it's a hell of a laugh. <laughs> but you know what? It was an absolute honor to have her. It was great. Um, I, but there's one thing, and this is nothing against Anne, Anya, Big Picture or anything. I mean, Big Picture, but I kind of mentioned this. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> There was an education, there's a style by which she delivers, right? That I was in awe of. Yeah. There was, um, and I, I, I love all styles, don't get me wrong, we always have a laugh. And I, we have a laugh with her, do you know what I mean? I'm not knocking anyone by any means. Everyone has had their special moment. But I remember, I think, was she our first collab, maybe? No, I believe Ant was. Well, it was, but, okay, again, I'm really not knocking you, Ant. Trust me, we called you back more times than we called back Jazz. So trust me, we're not knocking you. But she had me in awe, like, Damn. But bro, I told you before going on, like, and this is in no way a condemnation, but you know, you just meet people in life who are just on a, a higher IQ than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means yeah. that you are recognizing that Jesus. Uh, honestly, <laughs> you know, honestly, and I mean you know, Obama talks, you listen. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. people have just got it. I told you before recording, this yeah. girl is crazy intelligent. Like, there there is this level, yeah, and you know, some people have said it. You know, I we could be too duty, okay? You know what I'm saying. Those people can get fucked. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? So all of that could be. I do said. indeed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like dude wears my car at the moment. But I'm um, like, no, Sweet. honestly, <laughs> dude. But like with all of that, 
you have this element that you just really had to stop and appreciate what was being said. And not just that, I mean, I appreciate what I learned in terms of the films I had watched. Definitely. Very much like your Black Lives, you get, by watching certain films, you get an understanding. But there was a magnetism that I, I, I am in awe of, dare I say, jealousy, that you have known this person longer than I have. There was just something that I, 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 I'm not diminishing anyone else. I really don't want anyone else to feel that way who's collabed with us. But I just had this awe that, as you said, it, it's just that higher level that for once, yeah. you know, you're just like, damn, school yeah. is in session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. School yeah, yeah. is in session. And I, is insanely clever. Yeah, and it, 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 it's intimidating. But welcoming. Oh, like, yeah. you, you know, it's not one of those things where you're like, who, who do you think you are? Like, I've invited you onto my podcast and you, you want to outdo me like that? It wasn't that. It was like, yeah, damn. I, I remember at the end, I think I said it on mic and it was said after. I mean, we thanked everyone, but it was like, no, thank you. That yeah. that was something. And it, the dynamic, the perspective of what was being brought in on the topic, it was just like, yeah, loved every moment of it. And I was like, yep. yeah, that was big. That was big. So not much more to say. It's just, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, great experience having Jazz on. And um, yeah, great selection of fucking films, too. Well, yeah. what was that one you said that you brought up that was shot entirely on iPhone? Tangerine. Yeah. Yeah, Tangerine Brilliant. on iPhone 5. She introduced me to what's become one of now my favourite Jim Carrey movies. I love you, Philip Morris. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, yeah. Some stellar films out there. Yeah. Night and we force five. our Moonlight La La Land debate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you were very smart to get the fuck out of that one. Oh, dude, I ran for the hills on that one. I'm just like, in fact, you know what I like? It was popcorn. Enjoy. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. That, that was literally a real life depiction of what Joker says at the end of the Dark Knight. This is what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. So Rich. much so that so much so it was a two part episode. Let's just get that in as well. It was a two part episode, but it was awesome, absolutely awesome. Okay, sir, over to you. Your number three. My number three. Um, this was again a recent one, um, and it, it just preceded our episode uh, hundred episodes. Um, I actually, even I would say, almost preferred this to episode 100 just because it was so fucking tight and concise. And that was uh, Golden Age movies. Golden Age was fun. Golden Age was fun and challenging. I always always remember smacking myself and I was like, damn, we confined the years and you still went wider. But yeah. when you confined it and you saw, again, it's, it is, it's the contained version of episode 100. Yes. It it gives you that element of a remit of just catching everything. And it is that development age. This was definitely the development before it got too squeaky, just around the time of the censorship. And you're like, okay, now I see why you're called golden age. Yeah, it, it was, it was a good one. And again, what I liked about golden age and the 100s is the, so many names you hear about now was the time to catch up and say, okay, yeah. yeah, you have my approval. It's, um, you, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 what the Golden Age did that was so fascinating is that it, it made me reevaluate a lot of things that I thought about Hollywood. Mm. I mean, I can rifle some of them off the top of my head. Casablanca being this all-time timeless film. I saw it as like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and Humphrey Bogart, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not feeling the, the insane love for this film. It made me expand my knowledge on Gene Kelly 
who I obviously fell in love with after singing in the rain. And, you know, I saw an American in Paris and I was like, oh, my God, this guy's just something else. It made me made me find a gem of a film, which I don't think in any way or capacity, even on the top 100, because it wouldn't have come up, but all about E. Yeah. yeah. And that made, in turn, made me reevaluate my opinion of Marilyn Monroe, because obviously Marilyn Monroe, the huge, you know, tete-a-tete I'd had with her was um, Some Like It Hot, which I love, but, you know, she's off her tits on pills in that film. I mean, fair play that they got any form of performance out of her. But when you see like her early days in this and she's only on screen for like 15 minutes and she still grabs your attention, it's like, Jesus. Okay, yeah. I get it. It also made me reevaluate my opinion of Hitchcock. You know, went back and rewatched Rear Window as an older, yeah, as older than I was when I first saw it. It's like, yeah, this is my favorite Hitchcock film by quite a long way now. So it was just such a reevaluation episode. And I think that's a good thing. No, way. for sure, for sure. It, it, it was reflective. No, and openly say without any type of you know preachiness or without any type of oh i shouldn't say this like, yeah it's movies we've all got our own opinion and it's like it made me reevaluate a lot of things that i thought i loved that i liked less and a lot of things i was like yeah i'm not sure and i was like oh i really like this now and do you know what's good with these films as well influence oh, completely. how hollywood has been sh- not even hollywood cinema because it doesn't have to be a, an english film by any means uh, english speaking film but the influence it had on the cinema after that what you done how this inspired that that would do this they took elements of this to make that and or they blatantly ripped it off seven samurai but you know just it's what it is like no matter which way you look at it there's so much that you can take in which is my number one i believe seven samurai it was it was it was indeed yeah so yeah no it was it, it was a goodie it was golden (laughs) <laughs> and it, it was and it introduced me again to for the first time to what's now one of my favorite christmas movies it's a wonderful life yeah there yeah. you go so many greats so i mean what a fucking era yeah jeez 100 percent behind you on that one yeah um yeah you're number three okay my number three this is my profile episode can you guess my man damn right <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington, man. Like I was going through and I saw so many guys, Gary Oldman, Daniel Day Lewis, um, Tom Hardy, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks, you know, like there was some Brad Pitt, all of these Gillen guys Hall. came up. Can we go? Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall, Jake Gyllenhaal, all of these, and they were like, wow, and all of these opened my eyes, but there was just something about the Denzel Washington magnetism <laughs> in the way he delivers his performances. And I think more than anything, what opened is one of the films that has touched me immensely john q having seen that film i remember it was i think it was just hours before the podcast i had just finished it and i was like you're number one like everything else move over we will shuffle or you know number 10 you gotta go that film and that just showed me the diverse like he gives that action he gives those historical figures he gives the emotional um I wouldn't say he's done too much on the comedy front that I could really lean to. I'd love to see Denzel do comedy. Kind of maybe do what De Niro does as he gets a bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that I would love to see. And I know he would own it. But in those films that he's done, you know, no matter what, Equalizer, Book of Eli, like, bring the action. Historical. The guy with Stephen Biko and Malcolm X, for God's sake. Like, he he brings it. And then, yeah. But do you know, do you know, of all these films you're mentioning, there's one, and I think it's almost a shame that we don't mention it because, as a film, I think it's safe to say that it's maybe not 
one of his best. It did come up, I think, for both of us, certainly for me. Um, but it's one where it, it's such an example of a film where his performance or the performance of the actor, much like Day-Lewis with Gangs of New York, it elevated the film. Flight. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dead off. average film. He makes it a good film. I believe it. I believe it. I'll be uh, hands up. I haven't seen it. It didn't make my list actually. But there, oh. you know. But that, and then the grit of having Denzel Washington on a Tony Scott film that is Man on Fire. Like there were so many elements that just <laughs> right? blew me away. And that was one of those that was there. But no, Flight is one I still have to see. Fences. You know, like no matter which dimension you take him from, he delivers. He's not. You know, it's a surefire bet. Training day, man. Him and Anton Fuqua just do magic together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, no, that was my profile and long may it rain. Even, what was it, American Gangster? What a fucking film. Mate, mate. And again, that was, again, profile. together, like, what more do you want? (laughs) Like, holy shit. Maybe Daniel Day-Lewis, but aside from that. Oh, him and Day-Lewis together. Can you fucking imagine the fire of having those two on screen together? That would be something. Oh, a character actor and a method actor together. I would love to see that. You know what? I've got this element and I know it wouldn't work because of the historical link and there's no way he would take it. But, you know, you talked about Denzel being Magneto. Could you imagine if Daniel was Professor X and that magnetism between them there? (laughs) That would take Marvel to a whole new level. For me, there's only one character I can see Day-Lewis playing in Marvel and that's um, the Mandarin. For me, I just see him as the Mandarin with that cape and the rings. I, it, it, it works. It does see work. his face on it. Does it. it does work. I, I, I can't fault that. It does. And really the Mandarin's good. so one of those villains who isn't just like, ooh, I have limited power. You know, he, he's, he's even more cerebral than Thanos is. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I could so see Day-Lewis doing this really kind of toned down, but menacing kind of, kind of like a... What oh, Kingsley hinted at during, but elevated yes <laughs> yeah oh never have seen me coming you I can, fuck me i can see taylor doing that jesus it, it would be right it would honestly be something that is for sure yeah over to you sir so you brought episode episode 100 up i'm gonna bring episode 50 up the fuckery special <laughs> i'm gonna be very honest i remember reading it and i was like what did we do on that episode? I, 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 and I didn't have a chance to play it, but I was like, oh, I can't mention it without remembering it. So please enlighten me, because I, I always laugh. It was very similar it. to what we did to movies of the last decade, right? Where we were only picking one film a year. But we kind of put the clock all the way back to episode one, where we were talking about, you know, the iconic to 90s kids' movies. Yeah. And we said, we, we both agreed that the 90s was our favourite ever era in cinema. Starting to reevaluate that, but haven't changed my mind. 60s is a contender now, I'm not going to lie. But it's still the 90s for me. Same here. And, same. and we gave ourselves that fuckery, ridiculous madness of we're going to pick the top 10 movies of the 90s, but only one from each year. Do you know how fucking difficult that was to do? That was a toughie. That was a toughie. And these are the things that you could say worse. It's like, I didn't like putting myself through that. It was too many no. to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. And, 1994, yeah, Lion King, Shawshank, Pulp Fiction, get Forrest Gump, get fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do you pick? You can't. You cannot. You cannot. And it was difficult as all hell, but it was fun as all hell because you had, we had equals, but we also had diverse in it as well. And it was just, it just showed. And again, like, 
the movies of the last decade, you, you get to look at stuff, you get to list a few others and be like, this is what we had to contend with. Don't don't think it was easy to just quote that name. It wasn't a one-on-one, it was a Royal Rumble. <laughs> it was. But yeah, like, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's... It felt a bit more like a handicap match, you're not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah. Me versus the NWO, like, they're yeah. all there. <laughs> they're all coming at me and I've got to pick it, but it, it was some really well, tough Let me tell you something, brah. <laughs> There's a lot of good movies in the 90s, right? You're only going to pick one. <laughs> yes. For bitch, yeah. Yeah, fuck Hollywood. <laughs> there you go, double reference. Uh, mate, it was yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one, but yeah, no, it was fun by all means. Thank you for remembering what that was. I should have just pressed play and just go back to it, but that was. You see where there's like the description underneath each episode? It's, it's all in there. I started reading part of it and it was like, we, yeah, yeah, should have gone further. But anyway, <laughs> it, I was scared of. Do you know what? The, the list was already so defined. I'm like, I didn't need more challenges right now. So <laughs> that was that. There were so many on my list that I just couldn't touch. So that was that. No, I that have was... a feeling I know what both your two and your one are. Do you now? I think I do. Okay, uh, let's see if you get them in the right order. <laughs> your two movies about buildings. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. I said it at the top. One is motherfucker. I know what your number. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. I think I might know what yours is, just because it's you. Is it reflective of you? Am I right in saying that? Oh God! I mean, yes, but I really hope that's not what you're seeing. Jesus. Well, okay, no, 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 it's not that. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm still scratching my head. Right. This one, and it's really funny because like, when we first talked about this, I was like, "Will this be my number one?" Because never in the history of topics have we ever said. No, not happening. No, not happening. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. However, when we finally said, yeah, okay, if you want to shut up about it, we'll do it. It was you at first. I remember you're like, it actually could work. I'm like, movies about buildings is not going to work. How do do you determine this? And I'm sure anyone reading it was like, no, these guys are out of ideas. They're talking about movies about buildings. This is just not going to (laughs) happen. Well, I'm sure there's a few of you that might have even been on the unsubscribe button. We may have actually lost a few people. Like, no, they've lost it. They're, they're, they're finished. Forget it. However, the amount of fun you can have when looking at this, and I, I always remember that point when you looked at me and said, well played for my number one, which was the ultimate building, which I won't spoil because I would like you to go back and see how diverse we were on this. But it was like, damn. <laughs> Challenge accepted, yeah. and it was a load of fun. Big time. So do you remember at the top of the show when we were talking about worst, and I was like, there's one I could put at worst, and it's only on the basis that your top ten was so much better than mine? <laughs> this was it. <laughs> you fucking owned me on this week. It was like, you motherfucker. It was so weird, because I, I, I felt like, nah, I'm, no, okay, we do it. But then you start watching, and you filmed. Like, what the no, but we had we had a lot of fun with it. Um, fan selection, yes, okay, closer to home in terms of fan selection. It was hard, yeah, but it it from what came of it. I mean, there were two reasons. One, just to say movies about buildings, you're like, huh, not gonna happen. But two, <laughs> right. it was based on skyscraper, which collectively we could say was one of the worst films we saw in the last decade. Oh yes, but oh, yeah. dynamics of it just felt like this isn't going to happen. <laughs> right. However, it did. It did, and it was a load of fun behind it. It's when you really break it down, you're like, 
Why were we complaining? Like, it was awesome. I'm not going to lie. It was an awesome episode. And I remember the dynamics of the laughter we had opening and intro in this film. Like, no, we haven't gone crazy. <laughs> Down to the last episode when we both hit each other. With, Damn, you had some good ones. Like, we missed stuff out. In a thing that we thought didn't have a topic, we still were able to be like, hey, you remembered that. Or, oh, I forgot that. Like, yeah. It had all the elements of, well done. I think my vocabulary is more along the sort of, fuck! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's what it was. That episode so much. I mean, I pissed myself off. I forgot so many. <sighs> You're yeah. number one, mate. I was just like, this motherfucker. Well bloody played. <laughs> it's the building. It's the building. It really is. <laughs> it's in the fucking title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no. That w. Was... <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Well, exactly that. <laughs> well played. Well played. Right. Uh, now, there isn't a worse. So now I've got I'm gonna take one of two stabs at what is your number one. Please. There's one that you said, I hope not because it's reflective. Yeah. You, you don't think it's reflective of you. So I mean I'm... it is, but that's what I'm saying. I hope that's not why, because it's reflective of me, but it's a part of my history I'd rather forget. But carry on. Okay. Oh, no, so I'm wrong. So I was going to say, I thought you felt like you didn't want to be seen as a dick, so you were going to go for the delete episode, so now I'm taking that away from the table. No, I actually really. thought it was movies about the sea or the ocean, and that's what I thought reflective of you. Nice shout. It's not that one. Okay. That's a really... Actually, I'm almost angry with... Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Done it again. Done it again. No. Um, my number one, movies about mental health. Ah, oh, do you know what? It was there. It was that. I'm not going to lie. It was on the list. And because of the diversity and trying to honor everyone in terms of their recommendations, in terms of fan selection, what we hit, I couldn't have like two and three from the same person. I <laughs> hear that, but I can yeah. tell you never. And this was a fan selection, but never, ever in the hundred episodes we've done. Have I watched all these films and two things have happened been so fucking thankful for the topic that was pitched actually three things happened been so thankful for the topic i was pitched just watched each movie like <gasps> what the fuck have i just seen but then prior to watching the movie researching not what the movie was about but what about the mental health condition, illness, yeah. disorder, however you want to label it. I'd rather not use the word disorder, but some people label it like that. You know, I went and actively learned about borderline personality disorder, about sociopathy, about being a psychopath, about narcissism. So I actually, this selection made me go and research something which had nothing to do with film. And then finding out all this stuff actually added to how good the portrayals were. Yeah. I mean, I'll reveal my number one, which is American Psycho and fucking Norman, fucking Christian Berlin that had so much shit going on with him. You know, yeah. obsessive compulsive disorder, narcissism, sociopathy, borderline personality disorder. Is that, dude? It's a cocktail, isn't it? It's a you cocktail of fucked stuff. up cocktail cookie. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. then, you know, I found these gems, fucking gems, like we need to talk about Kevin. Which still, yeah. looking back at all the movies we've watched, that one still ranks. You know, if you were to think of a, the top 10 movies that opened my eyes, which could have been a good topic, actually, in the last 100 episodes, that one will always be in there. No, 100%. There's nothing I can really 
disagree with you on on that one. It had so many levels of education. So to much. It. Very similar to like your LGBTQ plus, your Black Lives. This one was another one that just opened your eyes to what is often overlooked by society and sometimes has been ridiculed by society. And for, you know, there are some parts in cinema where you've seen it and it's just like that's not right, you know. But it was that's the way people thought they can make comedy from it. Yeah. This one was a chance to really see what goes on, the challenges certain people have to go through on a daily basis. Some, yes, are far-fetched or what have you. There are different elements to it. It's not, it could never be exactly representative, you know, but it opens your eyes and it lets you witness what's going on and understanding people in a different way. And that, I, I always fully agree with you. It really does hold its weight in the place of the top 10s it was it was really high actually for me and then yeah but yeah, it... I, dude i'd actually even go as far as to say that watching some of those movies not the movies by themselves although they played a huge part hence was the power of them but also educating myself on what these characters that the actors are playing go through actually kind of changed me a bit yeah i felt changed coming out of that episode yeah because although you're like you know, the, 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 the passive, you know, I'll give you two seconds of my thought process is, oh, you're a dick. It's like, sometimes mm. there's a lot more shit going on with people. And I know we're pre-programmed as human beings, and it's not because we're bad. It's just the way we're programmed, unfortunately. We don't often give people the time of day because we've got, you know, and that's not a condemnation. We've got so much shit going on in our own lives, you know. And, you know, social Darwinism, you've got to look after yourself first and foremost, and then the ones you love and blah, 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 you know, ripple effect and so on. So someone, some dickhead fucking spills a coffee on you in the train and then doesn't even apologize and then doesn't have any emotion when you're like, mate, what the fuck? He just sort of walks off with a cold blank face. Mm. It's like, what a twat. And then you sort of see these movies and research about some of the things going on up in people's heads, you know, you know. Maybe not yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100% behind you on that one. 100% behind you on that one. No, great so, choice. If I can top 10 list on a podcast to actually, I believe, change me that much, I mean, that much, but to change me in mm. any capacity, yeah, number one. No, you, yeah, no, no, no. That's a winner. That's a winner. No, most definitely a, a good one. One to be appreciated and listened to. I highly, highly recommend that as a episode to go through. Okay, Smarty Pants, go on, call it. You know me. Go on, call it. I'm not even shocked. Well, I, mean, I know what some of, one of your new favorite genres, but I also know you're a soppy cunt. Um, so you, you're the sort of soppy cunt who might turn around and go, iconic to 90s kids, because it's what brought us back together and it's where it all started, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. So it could be that. I, God, there's a part of me that wants to say comic book, but I don't think you've done No, you already said you haven't done yeah, comic, comic book. Yeah. Biopics. Damn straight. 100%. <laughs> Hundred percent. But it was really funny is nineties iconic to nineties kids was meant to be in there as well. It was. But then there was there was more the, the soppy get that I am was more honouring people and what the selections that came up to us. But biopic is because it opened me in a way. You know when you're talking about feeling educated, be it be it your black lives, be it LGBTQ, be it mental disorder. Biopic shows you all of those. Biopic gives you a chance to be inspired by certain people. People, you, you learn something about the, the, the foundations of something. It's a way of looking at history from a very realistic point of view or from a person's point of view. Stuff that you appreciate. And, you know, one thing I've always said to people, and this was a discussion I've had, 
Dan, you know, um, along the way. It's like people just believe buildings just appear and stuff like that, you know, like there's a Sainsbury's. They just happen to make Sainsbury's. What made Sainsbury's? You know, how did that go about? We all use Facebook. How did Facebook come about? We're, we're both using Macs right now. What did Steve Jobs actually do? And there were two films showing you that. Then you've got the sides of McDonald's. Oh, I love that. The founder. the founder. What a great... The founder. Now, funny enough, the founder wasn't even on my list because I hadn't seen it by that time. But because of the passion that has ignited in me to learn about stuff from the past, and you will watch these films, call it Bohemian Rhapsody, and be like, how true to history is that film? Call it Straight Outta Compton. Call it All Eyes On Me. You know, I'm doing a lot of rap or what have you. We've done the film side. You've done the music side. You can do Harriet to see, like, Harriet Tubman, The, the, the Liberation of Slaves. My Left Foot, which is part biopic. There was so many different ways that you can look at the history of something. I think there might even be a film about Anne Frank, Helen Keller, like so many different great iconic people out there in the world or a way to appreciate different sectors of the world through reality as opposed to fiction. Like, don't get me wrong, The Hate You Give, fantastic film, but some people are like, oh, it's just a movie. You look at a biopic, it's like, no, this happened. No, they have gone through this. And through that, it just opened me and educated me in such a way that... Each film I've seen makes me want to find out more, to find out how realistic it is, and then it opens your mind that bit more. And that's where biopic has just won me. I know, it's your new favourite genre of cinema yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the guy who was three things assured in life, to like, yeah, Batman's cool and all, but I'm listening Nelson to Mandela. Malcolm. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's just that. Like, Lincoln, Nixon, like, no matter which way you look at it, whether you want to cheer them, boo them, hate them, take a complete different perspective for all I knew. I was like, yeah, McDonald's was two brothers. I, I've heard of Ray Kroc, but I didn't know the way that he screwed them. And I was like, you dog. You dog. I but, mean, there's an element of me that thinks they were so fucking short-sighted to not see the grand picture. Yeah. And, and then so fucking stupid to just shake his hand. It's like, you dumb. I mean, dumb. You don't deserve to have what happened happen to you, but you're still dumb. Oh, you got my word. Yes, because he's not screwed you enough until this point. His word is written in stone. Motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, all of these. Even Disney. I've seen the history of Disney from different perspectives. There was so much. It just warmed me. But yeah, you're right. So much in it. And that's why it just... Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Are we doing a Rushmore for this? I wondered. I wondered, like, how can you? Because they all have these special moments. And honestly, if the Silver Screen dudes wanted to entertain anyone, I would say, what, go from episode one to episode 101? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, we're going to do something off kilt here. For one time only, we might not do a Rushmore. There will be no Rushmore. I think this is part of, this is just a very long thank you, if anything. Um, there's a part of me that says, if it is for our relationship with movie polls for you, Right, this is one that was on both of our list. Should we do directorial debuts in collaboration with another friend? Of yeah, ours. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I like that. We'll throw that, out that at them. We'll throw that at them. Um, yeah, I think that would be. I think that might be the best one. Um, it will be out. It will be out there, guys, for all of you to enjoy. Um, I can't even remember the films, even though right, it is. I'll, go, I'll, I'll go back yeah. and to the end. Kane's not in there. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to send that out to the Twitterverse. Oh, be prepared to get slaughtered now. This is your coming. This is your penance coming for you now. Purgatory <laughs> is upon us. I knew it come. Watch back. people vote for it. Watch. <laughs> Probably it does have that mass cult following. It's, yeah, yeah. This is also true. This is also watch. True. Watch it win. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Yeah, it may do. I was going to say something stupid like I may quit from this, but it may win, and I don't really want to quit this, so I'm not even going to do that. Bigger action star than Arnie. We've got to live in this world. We made it. it. (laughs) Exactly. You built it. They will come, and they have. (laughs) And they've let us know what's what. (laughs) Yeah, indeed, indeed. So, people have heard us from the beginning up till now say movie polls for you, Nico. Please elaborate on what so we have very good friends on twitter who i'd actually like to throw a shout out and congratulations to them because they've just crossed the eight thousand followers mark um, right. just in the last week so well done to them um given that twitter is a hugely saturated world and it's very hard to gain followers it is where proof of twenty thousand followers plus on the podcast can't quite get past that 500 mark <laughs> you know, what it is we're growing we've had some interesting followers this last week producer yeah. shot nails yeah. following yeah. us yeah. just saying <laughs> Love a shot. Such a smile on my face. I, you have no idea when you said that to me. I was like, my God, look at this following. It's mad. But anyway, our friends at We Love Movies, uh, they host a uh, movie Mount Rushmore sponsored poll every single week. Um, as we're now recording on Sundays again, it will go out every Sunday, um, and it will go run for three days, as it always does. And we will uh, be sending them our topic this week. We don't really have a rush more, so we're going back to one of our previous ones, pre-working with Movie Polls for You. And that's going to be the top 10 directorial debuts. Mystery as to what that is. You'll have to go and look at the poll. Um, but yeah, you guys will have a chance to vote on what the top directorial debut is. Spoiler alert, it's Tommy Riso from The Room. <laughs> also, spoiler alert, Orson Welles' film, which is classified as the greatest film of all time, sitting in the top was not there, thanks to someone, and it's not me. <laughs> and it's not Big Picture Film Club either. But anyway, continue. Oh, thank you for the subtlety, my friend. <laughs> um, but no, it's a lot of fun. You And also, I'd like to know, as well as voting, if you put any comments out, we'll read the comments for you live on podcast and uh, shout out your Twitter handle, which is what we're going to do right now. So, our topic last week was obviously part two of the top 100 episodes um let me just bring up uh that's facebook different company let me just bring up our twitter poll uh ba, 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 aj vamp away from me please right guys so no honestly while he's vamping away this is a great connection we have with movie polls for you it is your chance that once we do create the top four films we leave it to you the listeners slash viewers at the time to vote on what you believe is the greatest film of that subject so we give you the platform as like i said we create the world <laughs> we have to live in it so it's at that point you guys will give us the number one movie but that is that so do please check out at movie mt rushmore where you can make the vote but also at movie pulse for you both of them on twitter and you will get your chance to vote please it's from sunday through to tuesday am i right Mm-hmm. in three days so that will be it and then we will announce the winner of the ultimate of that category which this time will be films from 1950 to 1969 the greatest film of all time in that era from what we have given you that will come up but honestly guys again this as we said isn't a Rushmore episode but it is a thank you and it's half last bit of our follow-up of the the journey that has been the podcast of 100 episodes of just reflecting having a laugh having a look back find them find them there it's on all your streaming platforms of podcasts and it's also on the silver screen dudes website so it's out there just check it out and sorry enjoy. yeah sorry this took that so was my I've vamping been... don't worry hey i can vamp yeah in. i've been sending a lot of hate donald trump's way this week so um surprise, surprise. <laughs> there's just a bit to scroll through on twitter so 
Reading out some comments first. Zandra Bill at Zandy Bill uh, <laughs> had a great comment. What an impossible choice, which I would agree with. It was it vicious was this last time. poll. Uh, then we had uh, Francis Lalonde. Uh, well, never was too much of a CCBB fan, Jitty Jitty Bang Bang fan. The Greatest Fate Escape has a great cast, McQueen being one of the highlights, many great action scenes, Lawrence, great cinematography and acting, still giving the nod to Cary Grant and North by Northwest, one of my faves. Uh, then <laughs> Mark, Make Americans Think, <laughs> great to handle, added, Can I Vote Twice? It's my cat's favourite movie too. <laughs> Very uh, Tea Time 75 put North by Northwest, best Hitchcock movie and a classic scene that has been reused throughout cinema history. And that's it as far as comments are concerned. Let's go to the actual poll now, which is here. How many people voted on this poll? We had... Where are the numbers? What's going on here? Oh, sorry, being blind. Um, yeah, good amount. 303 people voted. Um, the options were Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, North by Northwest, The Great Escape, and Lawrence of Arabia. There were two standouts and two clear not standouts on this week. In at number four, with 17%. It didn't pick up, did it? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, I told you not to do it. <laughs> Blame your family, not mine. No, I do. <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at number four. In at number three, with only 19%. Lawrence? Spot on, sir. Lawrence right. of Arabia. In at number two, with 29%. Sir? Oh, damn. What was the two options? We had North by Northwest and... The Great Escape. Ooh. I know, right? North... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> North by Northwest? Nope. The Great Escape. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock does it again with 35% of the vote. So relatively tight, but 35% of the vote. Your winner for the greatest film between 1950 to 1969 is Alfred Hitchcock's masterpiece starring Cary Grant and James Mason, North by Northwest. Love it. Absolutely love that film. So I am not, I mean, I wouldn't have been upset with any of those because they all were top contenders. So that's great stuff. Well done again, Mr. Hitchcock. Um, your episode is clearly coming sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a then tough we'll fuck with the Twitterverse. Pick your favorite Hitchcock movie. Exactly. Exactly. You think it's hard for us? It'll be harder for you. We have 10. You guys have four. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but that is that, guys. Okay. Um, we have to thank you because you've stuck with us again, as usual. It's 100 episodes, 101 episodes, so we thank you for that as well. Um, if it is a first time, do subscribe, spread the word, tell a friend to tell a friend, as I like to say, at MovieMTRushmore on Twitter, at SilverScreenDudes on Facebook and Instagram, and SilverScreenDudes.com is the website. I've left the rest to you. Thank you so much, sir. Yes, as AJ said, tell a friend to tell a friend, because everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody who likes yes. movies, and we're at 101 episodes now, just tons of fun, 101, I'm going to keep up, <laughs> I can. That was a shout out to the old 101 Dalmatians uh, Disney TV series, if uh, you remember that, which is weird, they even just had a about. chicken called Spot, really weird. Tons of okay. fun, 101 Dalmatians, I don't know why I'm going I don't remember that one, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so guys, as AJ said, follow us on all those platforms, please be sure to share this podcast, follow us on Instagram at Silver Screen Dudes, where I am still doing the countdown of the top 100 movies of all time brought to you by Empire Magazine. Today we had number 39 with Saving Private Ryan, AJ's favourite war movie, so that's out now, number 38 <laughs> incoming tomorrow, please be sure to follow us at Movie MT Rushmore on Twitter, I believe that's it. 
Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So, guys, thank you once again, and we will catch you next week. And until then, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. I'm Nicole Lero. See ya. <laughs>